0: Hey everyone, welcome to Inappropriate Earl. But this is, a, I guess, Inappropriate Robin. Uh, my name is Robin Tran, and and Earl has uh, has very graciously graciously asked me to interview him. So uh, thanks for having me, Earl. Earl Skakel. This is the ultimate transition. Earl this has is, transitioned. <laughs> How, what episode is this? One seventy. This is one
1: seventy-seven.
0: One seventy-seven. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. You know, I um I don't know if this is a an inappropriate question to say but like you know we did a. you interviewed me i think last year and we talked for two hours and it was a it was a <clears throat> it was a really good conversation and, and um i i you know were you surprised that we would get along so well because i kind of felt feel like i was um i was a little surprised that we uh that we hit it off so well because we've always been cordial but i feel like we run in different circles you know what i mean
1: well we we do but like i think some people who uh see me on roast battle uh wh- whether it be me roasting or hating i think that's how i actually am that i'm like homophobic or racist transgenderphobic. phobic wh- you know yeah. whatever it may be uh it's just a character and uh you know uh although we run in different circles in terms of uh comedy scenes uh I like having nice people in my life and, and you're a nice person.
0: But that, see, that's a very nice thing to say. I, I guess like I didn't see you as like racist, transphobic, or, or any of that stuff, but I guess I um I, I wanna talk about stand up comedy a little bit because last time we talked for two hours, we didn't even get to talk about stand up comedy because we talked about professional wrestling and the roast battle the entire time. Which are one and the same. <laughs> yes, they're exactly the same thing. So when did you start comedy? How long ago?
1: I started comedy uh the very late, late 90s, early uh, 2000. Oh, okay. Um, I had, uh, before I did comedy, uh, I ran with a group of friends, all high-level agents and managers at, like ICM, William Morris, CAA, et cetera. And they were all like, Earl, get into comedy. You're funnier than any of our clients. <laughs> uh, just start at Open Mics and we'll help you. Yeah. Uh, get your feet wet. Yeah do it for a few months or whatever and, and we'll guide you through the murky waters and then I did and they literally six months in when I was ready for their help I'll uh, quit the business to get into real estate
0: <laughs> are you serious so they just left you uh left you like out to dry basically right
1: I mean in some ways I have them to thank for getting me into comedy and then uh I have them to not thank for abandoning me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what you started, what, 20 years ago then? Uh, I, um, 17, 17 years ago. So like how, how has comedy's changed a lot since then, right? Especially in the last like five years, right? Like how has comedy changed since you started and like what's good and what's bad about it?
1: Well, I think what's uh, bad about it is uh, everyone thinks they can do it. Uh, you know, and that, is uh like shows like last comic standing america's got talent all these talent shows that show stand-up clips in like 30 second 30 second intervals gives anyone the idea that they oh that's all i need is one or two minutes to do uh get on tv so you've got people clogging up the mic scene the the comedy club scene who have no business uh, doing it because they're not going to write jokes every day and wait for three or four hours to to do them at night. I mean, they don't want to put in the work. They just, they see, you know, the audition uh, episode of, you know, Last Comic Standing and think, oh, I'll just do that and jump right in. So So, that's what's bad about it.
0: Yeah. So you don't like that they clog up like mics and stuff, right?
1: Well, it's like, I would not uh, audition for the NBA because I'm not good at basketball. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't take up the NBA's time by calling the Lakers, even though I might be able to make that team, yeah, <laughs> uh, and go, hey, I'd like to. Can I audition for you guys? Yeah, because it'd be a waste of time.
0: Okay, but okay, so like, but you said something interesting to me. Like, you know, people aren't willing to stand in line for hours and write jokes every day. So, do you think that's what is needed to be a good comic? Like
1: to be a good comic? Yeah. Um, you know, you got to put in the work. You know, very few people are. are gifted where they can just go on stage with virtually no writing and improv a great set. Uh, You know, Dave Chappelle writes every day, Yeah, you know, and if he's doing it, we all can be doing it.
2: Yeah.
0: But um, let's say like if you write every day, but you're not getting up every night, do you think that still counts as working? Uh,
1: It does, but it's at the end of the day, you have to try the jokes out in front of an audience. Yeah. Um, You know, I've written jokes that I thought were going to kill and you know it on this couch like oh that's a funny joke (laughs) you know i have a joke i do about baby godzilla that to me is one of the funniest jokes i've ever written in my life yeah and and i don't write a lot of funny jokes but like 17 years in i'm would put this joke in one of the top five jokes i've written it's never once gotten a laugh oh really ever so but i wouldn't know that unless i went out to you know uh, the comedy store or wherever and and told the joke
0: yeah this is why i wanted to talk to you about stand-up comedy because i think i you yeah, we get along but i feel like um our philosophies are are kind of different because i i came i came i started doing comedy in 2012 right so what about like devil's advocate right like there's so much technology now right so like what if uh what if stand-up comedy is this kind of changing because there's so many different genres now, right? Maybe, is that maybe what you don't like that there's, you know, doesn't it feel more fragmented than it used to be? Like there's like the alt scene and there's the club scene and there's this scene.
1: I mean, I think that that stuff has always been around. I think there's always been an alt scene. Uh, I think there's always been a club scene. Uh, You know, there's always, uh, you know, been different genres of, you know, there's sarcastic humor, there's uh, topical humor, there's, I don't think much has changed in that regard. Um, I think, you know, when I first started out, it seemed to be a little more, uh, you know, teamwork involved. Like you'd hook people up with gigs and like, hey, Robin would be good for this room and Earl would do well in this room. Uh, Now it seems a little more cutthroat. Like there doesn't seem to be a lot of help, uh, you know, amongst your peers. It seems to be a little bit more, well, uh, no one helped me out. So you figure it out. Yeah. Um, which I think is too bad because I think that uh, it doesn't have to be like that. It I find the more you help people, the more help you get. And yeah. it's not even necessarily through that person. Like I may help, um, you know, Frank Castillo get a gig and Frank may not be able to help me out. But maybe Brian Moses calls me up out of the blue and says, hey, Earl, I got a cartoon uh, whatever for you. Yeah. It, you know, so I think if more people helped, they'd get more stuff. I do believe in karma and, you know, whatever is out there in the universe that if you give, you get back.
2: Yeah.
0: No, I can see that. So anything good, though? Like, or it sounds like it sounds really dire. You sound really old school, right?
1: Well, I, no, people say I'm negative. Like, uh, I just think I'm realistic, uh, you know. It, it, it's I'm um, I mean, there's a lot of great people in stand up and roast battle uh, worlds, uh, but I do think that from when I first started, it used to be a little bit more communal. Like, you know, everyone would help each other out, and now it just seems a little bit more because the stakes are high. It's hard to get on TV, and you know, I've recommended people for TV gigs. They've got them, and just once again through maybe someone else i got on tv yeah Uh, so i just wish that more people would be more giving and not so cutthroat and backstabbing
2: yeah well i mean you've
0: been doing this longer than i have but But that
1: doesn't make me better than you oh i
0: don't no no trust me i no 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 but i i guess like um like maybe you can respond to this right like because this is my this is my perspective and i don't know if either of us are right or wrong but i feel like um uh, you know, communal in the sense that you say, I feel like it was still more, there wasn't as much access to people who were different. Does that make sense? Like, like there's more types of shows now and stuff, but um, let's say someone like me, I think it's easier for me to make it in 2017 than it would have been in the nineties. Right. I, that's Did, tough. Do, I do you, but do you know what I mean though? Like the, you know, like um, there's a lot more sp- um specialty rooms now. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, like, so how, how do you feel about that? And 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 please be honest, like, there you know, this room is this kind of show. This room is that kind of show. Uh, this is more of social justice comedy. This is more club comedy. Like, how do you feel about so many divisions?
1: I love it. Like, I don't mind that there's a lot of gay shows. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, I think last night at the comedy store, there was a pretty funny woman show. Um, there's... Uh, you know, black, certainly uh, there's a whole black room circuit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, these are uh, rooms that I probably wouldn't get booked in, but I don't hate on them. Uh, yeah, I've done uh, a lot of gay shows, actually, because I'm, you know, pretty gay friendly, uh, yeah. you know, for lack of a better word. And But
0: uh, well, yeah, you've made out with like a, several dudes at the roast pedal. Right?
1: Well, I don't know about <laughs> several. I, I think Joe Dosh yeah. uh, forced himself on oh, me okay. one night. okay, okay. Well, I thought we were going to do a stage kiss. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, Joe's hands kind of yeah. opened mine up. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it, Joe's just the ultimate showman. Has am um, I? So I, you know, I think if you're secure with yourself, you can. Uh, yeah you have a little fun every now and then. Maybe the word several was, was a bit of an
0: exaggeration.
1: Well, I think Connor uh, <laughs> at one point, he more surprised me because, uh, I mean, we're friendly. You yeah. Know, I, I would call him a friend.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love Connor. Oh,
1: he's always... Yeah, he's,
0: he's one of the guys I started out with and he's one of the funniest people I know.
1: He's great. Very respectful. Yeah. Like, he does it right. Like, he's, <laughs> you know, he's respectful. He, he's uh, quiet from the standpoint of like, he doesn't cause any waves and that's why he's going to go far. Yeah. Um. But one night, I I forget the reason why. It, it might have been... Uh, I forget what battle it was, but he came up on stage and kissed me. And I was <laughs> like, what the... Like, what's yeah. going on yeah. here? You also kissed Moses once. Yeah, but that was a stage
0: kiss. Oh, hey, Excuse me. All right. <laughs> uh, we're, we're trying to establish that Earl Skakel is very gay friendly.
1: Well, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, I live literally on the gayest street in the world. You uh, do. It's like... It's the real deal on yeah. Larrabee. Yeah, uh, I won't say what block I'm on. Yeah, but I, let's put it this way: I'm on the gayer block of Larrabee. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but I, you know, I'm from the school of whatever gets a laugh.
0: Yeah, you know, I am. I am too. That's interesting because I, I guess maybe this is my own um, insecurities. And hey, I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to ask Earl questions that. I wanted to ask him, and but this is your podcast. And some of this is going to be uh, not about me, but it's it's going to be about people like me. These are questions I've always wanted to ask you because I think that we get along, and but we have different philosophies. Like, um, there's a lot of socially active comedians now, right? Like on social media, they like they they kind of lead with I care about social justice, and they're also a comedian. Like, what do you feel about socially active social justice comedians? Do they bother you?
1: I mean, it's not my personal style, but I'm not against it. Like, I don't look at myself as being the end-all, be-all of, uh, you know, uh, stand-up. Like, if someone wants to uh, weave jokes around sensitive topics, uh, whether it be, you know, Caitlyn Jenner from a serious angle, uh, you know, uh, rape or, or uh, you know, racism, you uh, i'm all for it like i mean i'm more silly like you know i joke about things that i like uh which i used to not do like i have very uh i don't want to say limited interest but like uh you know 80s music and 80s pro wrestling and you know it's risky to do that humor because you know if i'm at the comedy store the other night which i was And I did a joke about Cobra, the Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah. Literally, probably 60% of the crowd had not been born in 1986. (laughs) Yeah. But they still laughed because they saw my enthusiasm for the joke. Yeah. And that. So I don't uh, put down anyone's enthusiasm for social justice humor or, uh, you know, like a lot of people hate on Amy Schumer, you know. Hey, listen, whatever gets you paid and gets people laughing, I'm, I'm all for
0: No, I agree with that. I mean, I think that you're talking about more of a, in a practical sense, but I just mean you Earl Skakel personally, like, like when you're by yourself, do you ever be, do you ever go like, Oh my God, just shut the fuck up and just tell a joke. Like, do you ever get that annoyance?
1: No, I like, just turn the channel Yeah. or like if I'm, uh, because like, like when I go to the movies, when I go to a concert, uh, You know, one of the few non-comedy things I'll do is go to a concert. I want to be entertained. I don't want to be reminded of the world's problems. Yeah. Which is why I like... You like sillier. I like sillier. Like That's why I'll go see uh, Stephen Piercy, the singer from Rat. Yeah. He does, you know, a concert every now and then at the whiskey, and all he talks about is pussy <laughs> and like the, the lifestyle he's led. And I'm entertained for two hours. I don't for I, I forget about the prob, problems I have in my personal life. Uh, but if you want to go to an REM concert and hear them sing about the rainforest, that's yeah. cool too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, it sounds like you're very empathetic to everyone else. I just mean, like, you, have you heard Norm Macdonald recently saying, like, I think Bill Hicks isn't a real comic to him? Like, do, mean, you, do you understand that kind of philosophy? Like, when I think, like, there's a lot of purists around, right? You, so you don't consider yourself, like, a, a comedy purist, right?
1: I mean, I, um, you, you know, like, is Bill Hicks my kind of humor? No, but he's great, like, at what he did. And uh Lenny Bruce, same thing. It, it's... uh I want to like, you know, anything I do in the entertainment world in terms of me going out of this house, I want to be entertained and I want to forget about my problems.
0: So you want to forget. Yes. You don't, you don't like it when people remind you. Absolutely. You you feel like, you feel like, uh, do you feel like too many people want others to be reminded of everything wrong in the world now? Do you think there's too much of it? Maybe like an oversaturation?
1: I I think, uh, you know, like I, am I think Bill Maher's hilarious. Yeah, I don't necessarily like his um style of humor of like shitting on politics and stuff like that. It's like that's the last thing I want to hear about when you're doing when I'm comedy watching right? humor. Yeah, uh, but I don't uh think that he should do my kind of humor.
0: Oh no, no, no. I, I, no. I, I think so. I think what I'm trying to get at is like there's a lot more of it than there used to be. Right, like of socially active community. Oh, absolutely. right. Uh, and, and I just mean like, do you like, is it hard for you to navigate that because like you're more old school and like it it, it used to not be as much, right? Or well, is that I mean, just me not knowing?
1: No, no. I mean I think like when I was growing up watching comedy, you know, like the Dean Martin roast, it was a much more simplistic humor. Yeah. Uh, at least that's how I took it, uh, which is why a character like Archie Bunker, even though it's not stand-up, But he was, like, really my first stand-up mentor. Yeah. um, You know, I think nowadays it's how can we be smart and clever? Yeah. And and that's just not for me. But I'm not against it. Like I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, my so many of my close friends make fun of me for my musical taste. Yeah. They say it's awful music and, you know, rat and kiss and, you know, poison and all that (laughs) stuff. Uh,
0: Dude, I listen to New Weezer.
1: I love Weezer.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, but I listen to new Weezer. I don't, I don't. I mean, like, twenty sixteen Weezer. Yeah, that's so everyone makes everyone makes fun of me too. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, but like, I, I, I guess, and I, I don't know if I'm answering your question hundred percent correctly. Like, uh, if people like what they like, I'm, I never try and get people to like what I like.
0: Not, no, that's a good way of looking at it. I guess, like, I'm, I guess, I, I was a little surprised that. People like me don't drive you fucking insane. Not
1: at all. Because I don't like... uh, Uh, It's like, you know, one of my good friends is uh, Adam, the talent coordinator at the comedy store. Yeah. We get along. But you can't find two people on this planet who have different tastes in music. (laughs) He has a Morrissey tattoo. Yeah. (laughs) I have... Well, I don't have any tattoos, but like... Adam hates my music. Oh, yeah? Good naturedly, but like, uh, but we get along. Like, I can get along with anybody. Yeah. I don't care if if you like classical music and I like, uh, you know, slaughter. And, and, you know, I can get along. All I care about is if the person is a good person. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have a very small circle. You know, if you're doing comedy a lot, which we both do, yeah. Uh, well,
0: I don't. I, I actually, I'm I'm one of those people that uh, you were talking about. Like, I don't get up every night. I I rarely get up, and I got like a lot of opportunities, right? And I, I was kind of like, um, I, that's what I always think about. I'm like, man, if Earl and I didn't know each other, I I think he would hate my type of of person.
1: I don't think so. Like, you know, I don't. Uh, like I'm. Uh, I'm a creature of habit. So once, you know, when I first started my first couple of years in stand-up, I was getting up, I would say 15 to 20 times a week.
0: I and can't imagine. Do, I, you know, I used to do that grind. I can't do it, man. Like,
1: well, I can't do it anymore. Like yeah. I can't go to the liquid zoo in Van Nuys. Yeah. You know, I think that the more you do comedy and the better you get at it, you, you set standards for yourself. Uh you know, and it's like we were talking a little bit about roast battle beforehand yeah. where it's like, uh, you know, when I first started battling, I'd take on anybody. Yeah. You know, like I, my first battle was Boone Shakalaka.
0: <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that.
1: Uh, you know, it, some people may say that I shouldn't count the victory. I, I <laughs> no, tell I would, you right now, Boone would I, be... <laughs> If you took the, I don't look at the rankings anymore because I've removed myself from that world. But like, uh, whoever is ranked 40 to 50 Boone would beat half of them because he just hits you with the same line. Yeah, Who does your hair? Your mama. Well, but like relating that to stand up, like, you know, there's gigs that I won't do now that I would d- done five years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and hopefully in, in five years from now, uh, uh, you know there'll be gigs i'm doing right now that you know i think you progress and and you evolve and yeah so i'm saying you know i'm finding myself saying no to a
0: lot more things now
1: because the, you don't need to do them
0: yeah and i, I guess like i feel like um there the, you know the old school mentality especially is like you got to get up a lot you got to get up everywhere you know and i always feel like um that they're you know more new school comics like they, they, they don't get up as much, right? Like they, they try to do more things on the internet. They try to write, you know, they write tw- tweets and they write, uh, sketches on YouTube or Instagram and stuff like, like, uh, do you think that's kind of making stand up better or worse?
1: Well, I think it depends on who's doing them. Like my one friend, uh, Whitney Rice uh, is amazing. She's so prolific on YouTube. Like, yeah. She cranks out three to four videos a week. They're all perfectly edited and she's talented. Um I I think some people put out videos you know, maybe definitely not as much as Whitney does and and like they're not very good and and like I think they're hurting their brand like you know oh you mean they're rushing out to put out
0: content that and that's not ready to be put out yet
1: right? in my opinion yeah but you know like I've seen people put some of their stand-up clips up and I was guilty of the same thing you know when I I think my second or third year in a stand-up I had my girlfriend at the time, taped me at the Hot Wired Cafe, yeah. which was a speed freak bar. Uh, <laughs> it was where people who were recovering from speed would go. <laughs> and they replaced their addiction to speed with coffee. So it's a wild crowd. Yeah. I mean, bikers yeah. and just... Uh, it looked like a Sons of Anarchy casting call in there. And we taped a set there, and I sent it to Montreal <laughs> for new faces. <laughs> Yeah. You got in, right? Of no. course, right? Oh, oh okay. No, really? <laughs> I auditioned for Montreal, I think four to five times, never got it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, through uh, Roast Battle. Roast Battle, you uh, got in, right? I, um, the last two years I've done it. So.
0: You know, I, I didn't want to bring this up till later, but you're talking about like hell gigs, right? I I once did a uh, an AA club where if you brought up something that they didn't want to hear, they would yell trigger from the audience so you bring up alcohol and they would go trigger and you would have to move on you know oh yeah it just just reminded me of like all of my gigs like what what are like i want to know like what are what are some of the worst gigs you've ever done
1: i mean wow this is gonna be an eight hour podcast okay Uh, well you can
0: just mention one or two then like i mean uh,
1: some that stand out uh, instantly was uh i did a benefit for renal kidney disease which is what my dad died of oh uh, my god and it was in a cemetery. Oh my! Oh my God! Like this place was so cheap that they rented out what was the funeral hall <laughs> for this benefit. So it's a six hundred person, uh, not theater, but hall. And there were three people in there. Oh my God! Me, Ian Bag, who's like a, you know Ian yeah. Bag. Oh, I know Ian. He's yeah, like I know who he is. Yeah, one of the best. And I think one other open mic or and uh, we did the full show. Oh, no.
0: Oh, How, how long was your set?
1: Uh, it was probably 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, it probably and, felt you know, like a lot longer. Ian huh? had to do like 40 minutes. Oh, geez. And he did it. He did it, right? Uh, and then, so that kind of stands out. I did comedy at a gangbang.
0: Oh, oh um, nice.
1: But that gig wasn't as bad because I got paid $2,500 cash.
0: Oh, well, that didn't sound like a bad gig at all.
1: Well, it was weird because the guy who, who booked me, I was like, hey, do you want to make $2,500 cash? I'm like, uh who do I have to kill uh he's like no no you're just doing stand-up I'm like what yeah stand up in front of a few hundred people I'm like wow that's at that time it I think this was in 2006 I'd never played to probably more than 30 so I'm like yeah where is it it's like oh here's the address I'm like is it a comedy club and he was very yes. uh <laughs> the details were few and I couldn't find parking there were so many cars uh, I parked at like I think an Arby's lot uh and I find the address and it was a gangbang. It was <laughs> me on stage with this poor girl. Yeah. And like I would say two to three hundred guys all naked. And I'm like, uh, I want my money first. <laughs> so the guy gives me twenty five hundreds and I'm like, Well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Crowd work? Yeah. I'm like, well, just, you know, keep it moving. I'm like, keep, keep it moving. moving. <laughs> Wait, what? That's her job. (laughs) And it was a total scam. Like they they were trying to set some gangbang records. So it was supposed to be like, I don't know. I I think at the time this was like right around the Houston 500 or something. And so they were supposed to be like 600 guys, but there were really only like 200 and they would allow guys to go back. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so about halfway through, they took a break because this poor girl, I think the rule was each guy got 10 seconds. Yeah. So it's I'm like up a, there doing the worst crowd work. It's like
0: an LA open mic. Everyone yeah. gets 10 it's seconds. It's like at the
1: Yoohoo Room at High yeah. Tide.
0: They were doing a lottery of what a yeah. guy can get well,
1: up. <laughs> This was a lottery of sorts to get AIDS. But uh, So I'm like, hey, where are you from, number 38? They they had like numbers. And I'm like, hey, 17. This a bitch. Could be worse. It could be 400. Just the word. I wasn't a very good comic back then, but I was surviving. And yeah. Uh, so that we, we, we take a break because this poor girl's in tears. Oh, no. Makeup's running. I mean, these cameras were not high def. I think they were filming this with a fucking viewfinder. And uh, <laughs> so the craft services, which was one table, it was like douches and Altoids. <laughs> She's like talking to me. And we were bonding because I was literally the only guy in this warehouse not trying to fuck her. Oh, my God. And she starts crying. I'm like, what's wrong? You you in pain? Do you want me to talk to the producer? Like, do you want to stop? I mean, you don't have to do this. I'm trying to talk her out of it. <laughs> I mean, and she's like, no. Well, I had my checkup today, and my doctor says I have to cut it down to four anal scenes a week or my ass will explode. <laughs> and it was like at what point in life did you go left where you should have gone right, <laughs> you know? And it was just, but the way we were talking about it was like, you and I talking about wrestling. It
2: yeah. Was like, yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's, there was a great gig in terms of the payment, but it, it definitely stands out uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, comics will do any gig. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like I said,
0: I, back then I think I would have done, I would have said yes to anything the first couple of years, but yeah, after a while you kind of, you, you pick and choose, you know? I yeah. wanted I wanted to ask you about um you you mentioned Archie Bunker earlier and I always wanted to ask you about your your character which is basically like an homage to a uh, Archie Bunker on uh, roast uh, battle At, or yeah your your um your haters your hater character right right you developed this what in two thousand thirteen
1: yeah I think whenever roast battle started it, it's uh, the years blend in with that show now uh, you you know uh, but. Uh, you know, you talk about something that evolves, you know, you look at the first year roast battle and the good battles, you know, wouldn't even be undercards now. It was like Uh, the early days of UFC. Yeah. There
0: was no regulation, people using the N word all the time. and
1: And I was like the only one who never said the N word up there. Just like Archie.
0: Yeah. Archie never said he, he always came right up to the edge of saying it. And then he never said it, you know, so like your character, I mean, I get, I mean, I'll be honest when I first saw it, I, I was laughing, but I was also thinking like, okay, Earl is is either, that's either the funniest character ever, or Earl is the funniest sociopath I've ever met, you know? And then I was really surprised. I think I told you this last time. I was really surprised by like, it's like, man, this dude is super nice. Like afterwards, because I met you when, um, uh, it was the week after someone got shot on the patio.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then the the first
0: thing I heard you say live was, uh, it was a good shot, you know? And I'm like, man, like this guy, this guy really goes for it. This, this character. And then when I found out it was a character, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's brilliant. You know, but do you ever, um, what do you feel about people who misunderstand your character?
1: I feel sad because I don't want people, whether it's stand up or roast battle or, uh, you know, anything else I'm doing, uh, you know, in the entertainment world, I, I want to make people laugh. I don't want to bum people out. And, um, you know, I would think that common sense would have people look at a show, uh, like roast battle where there is a black host Yeah, that he's not going to have an actual racist has <laughs> his sidekick. Yeah. You know, it's satire to the highest, uh, form. Yeah. Um, and really, especially in the earlier days, like, I was making fun of how stupid white people are. Yeah, like, uh, you know, which was what Archie Bunker. was Which is doing. what
0: Archie Bunker. But see, this is I. This is why I don't know. If people are going to want to hear about this very much. But I want to talk to you about satire because I remember, like, I I get the joke. I think it's hilarious, right? But like, do you think do you, do you think artists have any kind of responsibility to be careful with their satire, or do you think that's kind of not our job because it's the, it's up to the audience to get it? Like, what who whose responsibility is it?
1: I mean, it's a tough one. You know, I, I've, uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, people are paying to see you, so, uh, but I, I think, you know, when you pay to go to a comedy club or when you pay to go up the stairs to watch Roast Battle, you, you know what you're getting yourself into. It's, it's um, I certainly don't want to offend anyone. And when I first started in stand-up, I could be killing to 100 people, and if there's, 101st person isn't laughing, I would get bummed out. Yeah. I would feel like I bombed. Yeah. Whereas now, um, it's kind of the opposite. Not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's, you know, I do a joke uh, sometimes, like when I do a topical joke, and almost every time someone from the crowd will yell out too soon. And I have a standard line I use uh, no joke is too soon. I was doing 9-11 jokes before the second plane hit the tower. (laughs) And I had a person come up to me once after a show and be like, uh, my brother was in tower too. Oh my God. And it's just like, I felt horrible. Damn. Damn. That's rough, man. But so I don't want to bum people out like that. Or, you know, if I, um, you know, uh, do like, I used to do a few Bill Cosby jokes and I had a girl come up to me at the comedy store and, and said she was sexually assaulted and, uh, I could tell her eyes were welling up, and oh, like I, I don't want to make people cry, or like, but you can't if you're the performer. In my opinion, you, you, you got to. Uh, it's a fine line, but you got to do your act. And if your act is sarcasm, I mean, clearly I'm not a fan of Bill Cosby. Yeah. You know, I, and you know, none of the jokes I wrote about him were that great. Uh, but I'd be like, how did that guy have time to film anything? Jesus Christ. (laughs) He was busy. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, and uh, every now and then I'll do, uh, some race related humor. Uh, you know, my first time on a TV show, I, I did a Duke lacrosse joke that bombed, Worse than any joke I've ever told. What, in what my is life. Duke
0: Lacrosse? What is that?
1: This was, uh, I think, it was about 2007, which was uh, the Duke Lacrosse uh, case where the the 47 lacrosse players had a party, and uh, two black uh, strippers had said they were raped, uh, and it oh. turns out uh, that they lied. And, and oh my god! Um, okay. But my joke at the time uh, was, uh, "Hey, the captain of the lacrosse team." Uh, he had a degree in economics, so he knew 47 didn't go into two <laughs> <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> and got nothing. Um, so I, you know,
0: I, I, I guess this is where I've always, um, I've always been kind of half and half here. My perspective is that I don't think any topic is off limits, right? Like, I think that's where a lot of um, me and my, maybe my progressive friends will disagree. Um, But I, I'm very, I'm a big like believer of like, if the execution is off, We should criticize it. Do you disagree with that? Do you you disagree with people criticizing jokes too much? Like, does that annoy
1: you? It annoys me uh, from the standpoint of... uh, And I face it a lot with this podcast. Um, You know, I had uh, someone recently unsubscribed to the podcast and they they left a review on iTunes. And I left it up. I don't delete it. You know, (laughs) I don't get too many bad reviews, but he was like... uh, You know, something along the lines of this show sucks. All he does is interview his friends. And, uh, you know, it's like we're public uh, people. You know, we put ourselves out there. We put out YouTube videos or we go on Comedy Central. Uh, My thing is don't criticize me unless you can do it better.
0: Yeah. So. What if they can do it better? Then that means they can criticize you?
1: Yeah, but that's how I look at it. Like if Dave Chappelle comes up to me and goes... Hey man, that joke you told about Miami Vice might be funny. Or if you did this, I'm gonna listen to him. Yeah, but if uh, someone uh, I don't know,
0: if old Dave Chappelle came up to me and gave me advice, I'd be like, Yeah, that's cool, man. But I don't know if new Dave Chappelle. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, watch <laughs> oh, watch out. Oh, okay, yeah, watch All out. All views uh, on this show are Robin <laughs> Trans and not mine. See,
0: this is what I mean. This is what I think is so funny about uh, about this whole new uh, this new world of com comics criticizing other comics. And I think. That you're not used to it and I don't think you like it very much, right?
1: Well, it's like, uh, you know... Um,
0: <laughs> that I, was I, really like, funny watching your reaction to
1: that. Well, no, I'm trying to... Uh, you know, I try and... like. No, we're certainly not arguing, but I try and um, talk uh, in facts. So, like, you know, uh, up at Roast Battle sometimes, and I know we're referencing that show a lot, but it, I, I think to me it proves this point... Like a lot of people go at Tony Hinchcliffe for his special on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you can have a, an opinion on Tony's special. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you say it sucks or whatever your negative comment is about it, I tell you what, why don't you get a special on Netflix? Yeah. And have it do better than Tony's. Yeah. And then you could say Tony's is whatever.
0: You say the same thing about like, do you criticize in music?
1: Lot. Well, I don't criticize anyone's musical taste because I can't play music. Oh, so okay. I don't feel like, um, you know, if I hear a guitar solo that I don't necessarily like, I can't play the fucking guitar. Yeah. So I don't think it's... Um my uh so
0: you don't feel like you have the right to do something if you you don't feel all right that you have the right to criticize something if you can't do it yourself you're like a firm believer in that i
1: i I stand by that 100 that
0: that that goes across the board with on everything everything. that's such an an interesting that i think that's the probably the biggest difference we have i think that everyone can shit on anything you know and i think i feel like isn't that our job as comics like you know, like it's I always feel like there's this like this rule in comedy that I don't know if I agree with. And I used to kind of be like this too, which is like comedians, hey, we can shit on anything, but don't shit on the greats. Don't shit on Chris Rock, don't shit on Dave Shum. So I'm like, it's always like, well, I mean, everyone's talking about like political correctness, right? Like, how is it not political correctness to say you can't criticize the greats without uh, do, do you know what I mean? Like oh, absolutely. What, what's what's, the, what's I mean, the distinction there?
1: I I disagree with you, I think, but not in like an aggressive we, we way. Should, we
0: should disagree. I, I think it, it, it'd be kind of fun to talk talk this out because, hey, look, look I want to hear your opinion or else I wouldn't be asking.
1: But like I'm a, uh, you know, like I'm a huge football fan. Yeah. I can't play it very well, but like I, I'm Pittsburgh Steelers are my team. When Ben Roethlisberger throws an interception, do I get mad? Absolutely, I do.
0: I get mad when he does other things too. Anyway, just kidding. Well,
1: that's a whole. (laughs) That's a whole. No, go
0: no, go ahead. I but like
1: you know, and it drives me up a wall when I'm at a game. Every now and then I'll uh, like I saw the Steelers play when they played in San Diego, and uh, like I think Michael Vick threw an interception, and the guy behind me is like, he sucks. And I, you know, I'm not going to get into an argument with the guy who's pounding these 60 ounce (laughs) cups of booze, but I'm like, okay, I would love just for once to, I wish there was some kind of reality show where you could be watching a football game and Michael Vick throws an interception guy behind you says he sucks. And the guy in front of him says, let's go downstairs in the locker room. You're going to suit up. And you're going to do that exact pass Michael Vick just threw an interception on. <laughs> and let's see if you do it better. Why
0: what, what, what do you think you have that mentality? Do you think it's because you want people to appreciate how hard things are?
1: Well, I think it's because of how I was raised. My mom specifically, uh, and I told this story of, or said this line a few times on the podcast, but uh, hopefully new people listen every week. But uh, my mom raised me to be incredibly humble Oh, okay. and it uh, was like she said this to me like when i was 12 years old uh my parents were strange but effective she's like earl always be humble because there's always someone in the room with a bigger dick <laughs> you
0: were 12 years old yeah i was like uh, what
1: the <laughs> fuck uh,
2: oh my <laughs> like, god And Mom. at that
1: time there Holy were everyone shit. in the room had a bigger dick than i did uh but you know i understood in her weird cartersville georgia way what she was saying like you know do i think i'm a funny guy absolutely uh but you know like when i used to open up for ian Bag, every now and then i would have sets that to myself i would be like yeah follow that ian yeah and five minutes after he was on, I felt like I had bombed.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: t- yeah. He had no problem following but, me.
0: Yeah, there's like there's like a diff- different level of killing for different levels of comedians. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying.
1: But like, you know, I felt so good. And I, I did this when I was opening up uh, for Rob Schneider and Jeff Richards. Would uh, I would be the host. Jeff Richards would be the feature. And obviously Rob, the headliner. And there were some times, especially when we played in like hockey towns in Winnipeg and, and Calgary and Edmonton, where I would do these hockey jokes that I I would be killing because the people appreciated that I knew. Like when we did Calgary, I had 10 minutes on Jerome Aginla, yeah, who is a legend in Calgary. He's a yeah. black hockey player and. uh and even Rob would be like, why is Earl doing so well? This joke never does well in L.A. <laughs> and and then Jeff would come on and just kill. And, yeah. And so I I think there's always someone better than you.
0: Yeah, I and agree with that. I agree with that.
1: So I, like, like, I love my podcast. I think I'm very good at it. Uh, but then there's Joe Rogan.
0: Yeah. I kind of feel like I wish that talented people had more arrogance. And I, can I and I say that because I think the most of the arrogant people... Uh, you know, most most of the time when someone's arrogant, they suck, right? But what you've, I think, what we've done is like we've we've allowed shitty arrogant people to take to like monopolize arrogance. Like, why don't we have like if would Louis C.K. be any less good if he just went, I'm fucking great? Would you like him any less if he was? No, if, I mean, like, if, uh, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, like why 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 don't more talented people why aren't why aren't you less humble sometimes, right?
1: Because I think the more talented you are, the more humble you are. Like I don't know that, if I grew.
0: Is Muhammad Ali a humble? Was he a humble dude? Well,
1: it's certainly not every case. But like you, you take a look in our world and stand up. I would say now I've dealt. I was telling this when we were talking about someone else off the air. But like <laughs> I've dealt with a th- in 17 years of stand-up, literally over a thousand people: comics, bookers, uh, club owners, uh, staff, whatnot. Russell Peters is by far and away the nicest person you'll ever meet in this business. Yeah, and he's also the most successful. Yeah, and like, okay, I, that makes sense. But th- there's also people we know, yeah, um, <laughs> that ad- will never have a point one two percent of the success that <laughs> Russell has, and they act cockier.
0: Yeah. But but look, let me say to that is I I'm pretty cocky about my comedy, so I think that's why I'm like I'm trying to maybe it won't work, but maybe I'm trying to change uh, the narrative a little bit. You know what I mean? Just to see if.
1: But I don't think you're cocky. I think, oh,
0: I'm extremely cocky. I've watched my hour special fifty times now by myself. Just and just I sit back and I watch my comedy and I laugh at it. I don't. But that's confidence. But I don't. I, it doesn't mean I think that I'm better as a person. I just think like. I, I wish that like comics were good at comedy but just admit it because it's like look if you didn't think you were good at comedy you would quit right
1: not necessarily you don't think I so? would <laughs> but there's a lot of people who aren't good at it who ain't quitting yeah thats uh, trust me that's fair enough uh but I think there's a fine line between uh, and I understand what you're saying that there's confidence like when I walk on stage especially at the comedy store because I feel very at home there um you know I I feel pretty confident but it's not like yeah i'm the man because oh, okay i'm on a lineup that literally an hour earlier there was joe rogan Nikki glazer uh you know hench theo vaughn jason galern like uh, you know I'm, I'm it's humbling performing at the comedy store yeah because as good as you think you are there's 10 people who were before you that were just as good
0: i like that perspective I ha- i'm almost done with the the stand-up talk, but um,
1: no, I, this I, is listen. This is inappropriate, Robin. Yeah, and just for the people out there listening, like Casey Moran, who did a fantastic job, and this was the genesis of this podcast. Was I think people like people interviewing me, yeah, but I don't tell anyone who interviews me what questions to ask. I have no idea what Robin's going to ask me. No, he
0: has no idea, and I've been nervous about this interview for a while. But I feel like. I always forget that we get along well. I always think people don't like me because of my Facebook persona. So I get self-conscious and that's all that was. But um,
1: Well, no, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't want to agree with, I don't want to have someone who's just going to agree with me on everything I say and, and you know, cause that would be a boring error.
0: Yeah. That's that's why I wanted to ask you. Um, I think I wanted to talk about, um, you brought it up a little bit when we we spoke about everything is so politically correct nowadays, right? You still feel that way?
1: Well, I think a sh- uh, you know. Once again, we're kind of go back to the the well of roast battle, but I, I think a show like roast battle has helped break down that wall to bring politically incorrect humor back. Yeah, um, you know, I do think it's PC. Like uh, most of the comedy you see on on TV is is somewhat generic and. Wait, well, I mean, what do you
0: what do you think? What is, what is PC to you? What, what do PC you think? PC
1: is like uh, safe humor um you, you know uh just not maybe generics the wrong word but it's not groundbreaking it's like hey boy uh with the difference between white people and black people you know I think some of the best comics now are just people who like say what's on their mind yeah not, I mean I'm sure they care but, uh, on the surface anyway, they're like, okay, if this offends someone, sorry, but this is what's coming out of my mouth.
0: So I think that's kind of what you were trying to say earlier, right? Cause I remember, I guess this kind of surprised me too. Cause um, you said um on some other podcasts that there were certain jokes about people that you won't personally do. Cause you think that they're too far, right? Like you won't make fun of somebody like losing their child or you won't make fun of somebody who lost a family member, right? Like that's stuff that you personally won't do. Right.
1: Well, like, w- and it, I think we're talking about roast battle again. Yeah, no, no, I have uh, roast battles. Oh cool. no, I yeah. know. But I just, but, but, like, I, but I do mean that. Yeah. Like, like if I'm friends with someone, I, first of all, I don't have to win a battle that bad where I'm going to make fun of say Doug Fager's brother. Yeah. uh, Or a Pat Barker's uh, situation with his first uh, child. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to win that bad. Like,
0: I guess I did. Whoops. Sorry. But no,
1: it's, you're not wrong. I'm (laughs) not wrong. Yeah. Um, You know, I've only, you know, to me, there's a, 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 code Uh, which extends in other areas of my life uh, that I won't cross. Like, you know, the bro code with guys and girls, I won't, um, you know, I've had many opportunities to sleep with someone's, uh, you know, uh, ex or, you know, uh, whatever. And I didn't because that's, but I had the reverse Happen with me where it's, oh yeah, girl's a great guy gulp gulp, gulp <laughs> uh, so is it wrong no, but uh, I believe in like I, there's plenty of women on earth I don't have to sleep with Joe's ex yeah um so that you know there's uh, plenty of other jokes I can write about Doug and Pat where I don't have to go uh, to that level. do you feel like how is that different from being PC?
0: that you won't say certain things because it's going to hurt somebody.
1: Well, PC is like, would be, uh, I mean, PC to me is safe jokes. Like, you know... Um you know, like it's easy to shit on Trump because he's such a big target. But if you shit on Obama, you're racist. Yeah. You know, it's like. Well,
2: that
0: depends on the the. Okay. it well, okay. depends on
1: the context of the that joke. So, so
0: um, yeah, you know, that's interesting because I've talked about about this with my friend. So, like, like O'Reilly and uh, Dennis Miller had a tour, uh, like the <laughs> Pinheads and Patriots tour right. or some shit. You know, Be a like, great tour now. It sounds like a great. <laughs> 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 no, but like. Harass. Dem, but the <laughs> Harassers and homies tour. Yeah. But um but they probably made fun of Obama. were they being PC because their crowd likes Obama jokes? I mean I think Is it context or is it is it is it only like it feels like it's only like the left that gets accused of PC? Like
1: I think, oh, I think it's both sides.
0: I think everyone does it, but I think it's like this like if you're a leftist, you're a PC. But if you're right, if you're like a right winger and you don't like jokes about I've seen man, like the right wing. If you say anything about Trump, they'll lose their fucking minds, right? Like it's well,
1: fair game. But, but like, but, I think like the same people. And, and it, you're generalizing a little bit, but like the people who didn't like Obama jokes are the first ones writing Baron Trump jokes. Yeah, that he's autistic or you know whatever that. I will, think
0: that everyone is a bit of a hypocrite here, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's. it's i mean especially politics now The it's such a divisive like i don't vote myself uh <laughs> you know because i just i don't like either side yeah um and, and then you know i get into arguments all not arguments but like people are like well then you don't have a right to an opinion if you don't vote and like to me just for me i think voting for the sake of voting is worse than not voting like i didn't like trump i didn't like hillary so this, I didn't is vote.
0: Like, this is like a george carlin spit about uh they say that if you uh if you didn't vote then you have not you, you but like he he doesn't vote and he's like hey i had nothing to do with this shit." right is that kind of how you feel
1: uh, yeah and then uh you know it, it's uh I, I just i think trump is like homophobic racist misogynistic you know, I got nieces and shit like, so that grab him by the pussy line. Yeah. It's like, that's gross. Like, how could that was the real Trump. Like, you know, he didn't think he was on tape. So that's the real deal. Yeah. 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 And you know, Hillary like got her own baggage with, you know, uh, Benghazi and all that stuff. So it was like, uh, I'm not going to vote for either. Yeah. Um, Does that, I don't think that means I don't have a right to, uh, you know,
0: I think everyone has a right to complain about anything, as yeah. I, as I've discussed earlier. Um, I guess you know the the reason I'm bringing this up. I, I'm all my questions so far are kind of selfish because I'm also asking because I'm trying to figure myself out better.
2: We all are. The, the the
0: The politically correct stuff really bothers me. Okay, because I'll, I'll tell you this short story. Right, like I, I um sometimes I'll I'll be on a show, right, and people try to get comics that are similar to me on the show, and they'll be like, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get social justice-y comics and woke comics. And I'm like, why... Because I'm transgender and and Asian, people assume that all my jokes are going to be PC. Right. And that bothers the shit out of me. That's what I mean by, like, when people say PC... Like, when you say PC, do comics like me come to mind? Like, okay, that's somebody that's going to talk about social justice stuff.
1: No, no, when I say PC, to me, politically correct humor is is just... uh you know like that last comic standing style of, uh, you know uh, you know just kind of generic topics and and
0: women are shopping kind yeah, of stuff right yeah
1: women be crazy yeah. uh, boy women on their period just be nuts or <laughs> Or you know a, a male talking about the gym, you know I mean I have a few gym jokes, but like they're actually things that happen to me. Yeah, uh, you know politically incorrect is like Dave Chappelle just talking about racism.
0: You know what I wanted to talk about. So you, did you enjoy those Chappelle specials?
1: I'm not gonna lie, I've not seen them. Oh okay, okay. It, it's hard for me to watch stand up specials because I want to do it. Oh okay. I want to watch. Okay. I want to do
0: it. Do you th- do you have any like a special is out or CDs or anything do you have any goals to
1: uh, yeah I mean I was approached by a, a company uh, to uh, do a special and I, I was very and it still might happen they wanted to do it just audio and I'm like and I used Hinchcliffe as an example I'm like let's do what Tony Hinchcliffe did and let's film it too and yeah and uh you know they were like well it's not really in our budget at the moment I'm like well I want to wait till it is because oh okay just, um i just really liked the way tony's special was like one camera like i love stuff like that and the guy was like well we can do two shows i'm like no i want to do one show i want to if i fuck up a joke i want it left end uh because i want the special to be different in that regard like you know you watch most st- if not all stand-up specials they're in a pack theater or pack comedy club and like i just want like my fantasy And this is one of the cool things about roast battle in Montreal was a comedy central executive came up to me and, you know, I think I had done better than most people thought I would do. And it's like, (laughs) Hey, you got any, uh, got anything you want to pitch me? And I was feeling so high, just like, you know, 14 years of struggling. And here I have an executive, like, like, interested and i'm like yeah i want to do a stand-up special where it's at like two in the morning at the comedy store in front of seven drunks
0: oh that's that's a great yeah
1: and he just looks at me and goes uh <laughs> <laughs> our uh, viewers weren't that smart <laughs> <laughs> but i just think that would be hilarious now you'd have to a- actually have six drunks in the room yeah uh you know so i don't know how you would set it up but i just think that would be so funny and of course the jokes would be there yeah, You know, it'd be strong. So you're,
0: you're, a, you're a fan of the writing of the jokes itself, right? Like, you're a big fan of the actual joke writing
1: process. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: right? uh,
2: well, I think, like... You drop
0: your keys, you got to kick your key on your dog for a, a mile. I heard, yeah. then heard that joke. I'm like, that's a very well-written... Well, you I know try, what I'm talking
2: about? The, yeah, the joke I,
0: where you bend your... You, I'm sorry, I fucked a joke up. No, sorry,
1: no. I have uh, a joke Robin's talking about where... <laughs> sorry,
0: I referenced it.
1: I talk about living in West Hollywood, and <laughs> when I'm... uh, It's a very gay neighborhood, and when I'm walking my dog, Lois, at night... If I drop my keys, I've got to kick Lois and the keys up to sunset.
0: <laughs> it's just a, it's a, I feel like that's a very, like... It's somewhat it, hacky. It, I don't know. I think it's like, it, it's an homage to like old style, like punt, bam, bam, punchline, right?
1: Well, I'm a very simple comic. I don't think anyone will ever hear a joke that I tell and go, oh my God, I wish I came up with that one. <laughs> um, but what I learned through 17 years of doing it Is I joke about things that mean a lot to me. And I, like I said, like the other night with the Cobra joke, you know, and it's actually a chunk about the movie because I'm obsessed with that movie. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if people are laughing because, you know, most of them probably haven't seen the movie, Uh, but they see the enthusiasm that I'm telling a joke about this movie that's uh, 86, 25 years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I talk about, um, I pick up on girls now that I'm single, <clears throat> unfortunately, due to uh, <laughs> extenuating circumstances, uh, by only talking to them with lines from the movie Cobra. <laughs> that's so, uh, very
0: That's very funny
1: you know it's not the you know it's kind of stupid but i'll bring up a girl from the audience and i'll just say let's act like we're at a nightclub you come out to me and say hello to me so uh you know i'll have someone in the crowd yell action and the girl will be like hey how are you what's your name honey i'm like this is where the law stops <laughs> see does. i didn't no, So stupid.
0: the reason why i see i don't i don't know
1: the movie but i i
0: I, it's like, it, you don't need to know the movie for that to be funny. Right. And, and if, and if you do know the, know the movie it's like an added bonus, I want to add more of that kind of stuff into my comedy. Like I've always wanted to joke about the show 24 or, you know, right. which I but, love. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, because of who I am, people get too distracted and I got to like explain how I look too fucking much,
1: you know? I mean, I'm not trying I'm to give you advice it, you know? because far be it Please do. Please me. do. No, but I'm not, this goes back to like, we're at the same level We're we're on the same TV show. I can't tell you. I could probably tell you what not to do yeah. more than what to do. <laughs> but like what really helped me probably six, seven years ago, like start to really find my voice on stage was to go, I'm going to joke about stuff that
0: I That you like. think it's funny, right? Yeah. Because,
1: yeah. You know, it's, sometimes it works. Like the baby Godzilla joke, she's never gotten to laugh. But yeah. that, the son of Godzilla was so burned into my brain as a kid because it was one of the first things i saw on tv that i cried yeah (laughs) <laughs> because I'm telling you right now.
0: You still want that joke to work, don't you? That's like a... Oh, th- I will do that joke. Oh, that's
1: too bad. Uh, because that the end of Son of Godzilla where they're walking off in the snow and they're holding hands. It's like, this is a fucking monster. He's not a father. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that the joke? No. That's really funny. Maybe that should be... Maybe the, that's the joke. Maybe that's the joke. So maybe you figured it
1: out. I mean, the joke was... Or it, it, And it's kind of unformed. I play with it every time, which is probably why it doesn't work because I never really fully... is. Like there's that scene in Son of Godzilla, where he's trying to teach Baby Godzilla how to blow fire, <laughs> and like he couldn't do it. Like he he was like, it was like he was coughing, and a little smoke ring would come out. And then finally, Godzilla whacks him over the head with his tail, and he blows out this monster smoke. I'm like, God damn, Godzilla was an abusive father.
0: <laughs> that's I think that's, that's funny.
1: And how big was Mrs. Godzilla's pussy that? <laughs> Baby Godzilla came out of it. No one laughs. And Godzilla went into it. No one laughs. But I just think the visual, to me, of Godzilla's dick. And, you know, it's, you know, after a hundred times, if a joke doesn't get a laugh, it's probably good to retire. You
0: just have to retire it. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, I I do want to talk about the roast battle. I mean, I don't, you know, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but.
1: Well, it's a show that's done a it's, lot for both you and I. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean the fact that it put us on on uh, equal equal ground, I think is 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 really neat.
1: Is and that, it's a show that has gotten me on a Showtime show and an Adult Swim show. So yeah. I think people think that I don't like the show anymore because I'm not on it. I'm 100 percent loyal to Roast Battle. I yeah. get along amazingly with Jeff and Brian. Nothing but love.
0: Yeah. So I've. Heard, I mean, I've. Heard, I mean, I think. All your listeners have heard the last few podcasts, and <laughs> I know you don't want to say his name. Um, I've known him for years now. I mean, I'll say it's you know Keith, and, um, and, and you're not a fan of Keith and Eli. Um, well, uh, I don't in know of, Eli. In, in the main event. Well, you talked to him for 45 minutes. To four, him for, I'm
1: uh, not a fan of the uh, main event.
0: Yeah, um, so you're not a fan of the main event, and uh, some time has passed. I saw you post something on Facebook about some uh, passive-aggressive, like, I'll let things go thing right so that was sarcasm right so that
1: absolutely ha, so
0: have so you ha, have you uh calmed down at all any regrets of anything you've said or like ha, has your mind changed or no or how do you nope not, okay
1: i don't think um like, like once again i i when i argue something like this i i try and hit facts you know an opinion is earl do you think robin tran is funny and i do but let's just say i didn't yeah
2: yeah. it's just an opinion
1: yeah I could sit there and say well I don't like the way she uh moves on stage yeah that's an opinion but yeah. like in terms of uh the main event match it's like one versus two is a title shot one versus 18 that's an exhibition yeah you know it, it and I you know it's I've given this example before uh you know if the Boston Celtics get to the NBA Finals in the NBA says you can pick your opponent, and the Boston Celtics know they should pick the Golden State Warriors because that's the best team in the West. And it, this match that's happening on Tuesday is like literally the Celtics going, Um, well, the Warriors are the best team, but we're gonna battle the Lakers,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I understand it makes
1: yeah zero sense, yeah. And I think the rankings should be abolished, yeah, because, um. I do get passionate about this because I love roast battle so much. I understand uh, that it's like, um, you know, in in terms of, you know, me and Keith, I think it's the first time I just said his name.
0: No, because I said it.
1: (laughs) Right. It's uh, Tony Robbins. It's in my, uh, (laughs) it's in the subconscious now, but like I beat him. Um, I've uh, beaten people. He's uh, lost too. I got to the live finale on season one. He was cut out of season one. That those are facts. Those aren't me talking shit about him. It's just a fact. Um, So how he's getting the title shot over me, uh, especially since I've been ranked number two since Montreal, um, it like it literally makes zero sense. And I think it hurts the show when someone can backdoor their way into title shots.
0: I, okay, I have a two part question about this. So, um, I, I sorry, so this is, kind of, this is what I'm curious about. Like all your, all the stuff you're saying, I think has, has validity in it. Right. But do you think that if you didn't have negative feelings about him before, you would be this angry about it?
1: Oh, absolutely! It, it could be you. Like okay. if, you, if you were ranked 18th and you yeah. got the title shot. Like I, I think in roast battle, to me, I look at roast battle as a competitive event. It's very much like the UFC. Okay. And it's funny because in the UFC right now, there's a very similar situation. In the I don't,
0: didn't Brock Lesnar like just leapfrog over everyone? Yeah, got a title which I don't shot? think is fair. And that and that pissed you uh, off. Okay.
1: But like in the and I don't want to turn this into an M, MMA uh, power hour, but like in the one hundred. The 185 pound division, the champion is Michael Bisping. Uh, He is not fighting the number two guy, he is fighting George St. Pierre. Yeah, who has not, I almost said, who hasn't battled, who (laughs) Who hasn't, hasn't who hasn't
0: battled, written a joke. I guess technically, he hasn't written a joke for months, folks.
1: He hasn't uh (laughs) fought in three years, but because he's an incredibly popular, he retired. Okay, uh, they're fighting. Okay, and I don't think that's fair to the number two guy, the number three guy, the number four guy. It's like, why have rankings then?
0: Okay, so I'll put myself uh, in the front again because I like making this about myself. What's your podcast? I wasn't, I wasn't ranked at all, and I got on the TV show. Did that bo- Does that bother you as much? I mean, according to your logic, right?
1: Well, according to my logic, uh, you know, I don't know how Comedy Central, Jeff and Brian picked people.
0: I'm sure you know why they picked me. I'm funny and also like I get triple minority status for the show. And I know that you do hit all angles. I do, I do. And the thing is is that I'm lucky I'm funny, but I would not have gotten the spot if I wasn't this triple minority. And I know that for a fact. But you're a great roaster. But I am. But does that but there's all this like I'm not ranked. I I've lost too much. I've only beat two people, you know? And um
1: uh I mean I mean But sometimes records don't necessarily uh, tell the whole story like to me one of the best battlers of all time is pete c yeah he's not even a fucking comic he's yeah. i think he's like three and seven yeah. but his fight card like he almost beat tiana like he, yeah. he only has taken on the best like uh, you know in, in regards to my situation uh now i'm not in the rankings anymore just because i has to be removed uh i'm nine two and one yeah my last 10 opponents have been either L.A. top five or people so good, it's embarrassing to rank them. Like, yeah. You don't rank Jimmy Carr.
0: Yeah, He's no, just, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. Okay. And so. And you uh, don't rank Robin Tran. Like, I'm so good. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's actually an honor. But you for have them. a tough fight I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's actually an honor for Rose Battle for me to be. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: But, but, I mean, that's like, this is not a TV gig this Tuesday. It's L.A. versus New York um and you know tv i almost kind of understand okay we just can't have 10 guys who look like earl battling or or you know we can't have earl mike lawrence and k trevor wilson and you know guys who kind of are <laughs> similar looking I, see, I, agree. I get that
0: i agree with you but but what but but like i agree with you but i mean i'm just mean like but why not if 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 they're the if they're the highest ranked right
1: that's how I think it should go the best the best battlers face off uh you know which is why I disagree with how Eli did it you know, and Eli's a great guy uh you know i we spoke for forty minutes, we'd never talked before it was a very cool conversation um I don't think he would mind me saying this, but he uh of course it was like at eight in the morning, so I was a little tired, yeah uh. He's like, hey, Earl, I know you're the guy out there, but I just feel more comfortable battling Keith. And it's like, well, dude, um, that's not really how we do it out here in LA. Yeah. Uh, You know, in LA, before Roast Battle Season 2, it was going to be me and Alex Hooper. Yeah. Because I was two, he was one. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, whoever won, I think we we were going to battle Pat Barker, who was number. I think three at the time. yeah uh, and and to me, that's how it should be done. yeah uh, not, it, sh-
0: it should be Alex dressed up as a character going against the number two
1: <laughs> dressed up as a character.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh,
1: but like uh, I just um, you know, like I have a lot of respect for Alex Hooper because if you look how Hooper did it, uh, uh, let's compare Hooper to Eli. Hooper went to New York. he didn't have to. he didn't he could have said listen the belts not on the line. I'll go back there and battle, but we're not battling for the belt. Yeah. He went to Eli's home club, The Stand, which is an amazing club. He was judged by, uh, I don't know if I'd say they were Eli's best friends, but they were Eli's friends. Yeah. And you look at how Eli's doing it. He's coming to my home club. uh, And it's not like the judges on Tuesday are going to be like my best friends, but... You know, I certainly would have had the room initially.
0: Yeah, you would have had the hometown advantage, um, right? Yeah,
1: but that's what he had in in New York, and I just think that it's uh, it's it's just not a championship match so, to me. Uh,
0: so yeah, so this is, I uh, so let's talk. I'm going to use a wrestling term here. Let's say fantasy booking. Okay, you get your Vince Russo now. You get full creative control of the roast battle. What would you change? Like, forget um, about the L.A. versus New York. About you know you know just about let's say uh just let's start with uh, LA like well, I mean you love the show we both said well, we love the show but you know there are some things that obviously bother you about the structure of it like what would you do to change it if you were the fantasy you're Vince Russo now you got full creative control well i so mean so you said you would abolish the rankings
1: in terms of the local show like the the weekly show yeah. uh i would i'm in life and especially in most battle i'm a very uh down-the-middle person. Like, there's no... It's black and white. There's no shades of gray. It's like, uh, right now, Frank Castillo, I I think he's number one.
2: Probably, Uh, yeah.
1: So, he, you know, he should get number two. Yeah. Uh, But I think, in Frank's case, and I can't speak for him, but, like, you just won the TV title. Yeah. You probably don't really care about that local LA belt.
0: Hulk Hogan doesn't go for the Intercontinental Championship, right? So,
1: maybe the number two guy, which was me at the time. Uh, Well, I think Pat Barker... Because of his epic battle with Doug Fager, had uh, leapfrogged over me, yeah, um, for number two, and I was three. Yeah, Pat Barker's about to have a baby, so I was the next choice. Um, and I, you know, they it was brought to my attention that they, uh, and I think the New York crew, and they're great guys: Luis J. Gomez, Zach Amico, yeah, 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 uh, Scott Chaplin. Awesome dudes, Mark Norman. I mean, uh,
0: oh, Mark Norman, yeah, yeah, he's,
1: yeah. Uh, it was like, well, we want you to battle Zach Amico for number one contender. And it's like, uh, I'm not battling anyone for number one contender. I got to the live finale of season one, given the toughest roast battle bracket in the history of this show. When you look at the four people I had to face in Montreal, on f- in five days, I had to battle Tom Ballard. Who, in my opinion, beat Jimmy Carr in the first season? You know there was an untelevised yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carr, Sarah Tiana, and K. Trevor Wilson. Who is? Oh yeah. Like as popular as I am in the belly room, K. Trevor's that popular in Canada? In
0: Canada, yeah. Oh, I saw the entire series. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. amazing.
1: He's amazing. Yeah. The nicest. If everyone acted like him in L. A., it'd be better seen. But so I'm like, I'm not battling anyone for number one contender. I'm the number one contender right now, yeah. um, they disagreed, <laughs> so, so so
0: is it is it that you you think they should get get rid of the rankings if they don't
1: if like, um yeah, if if, if it's not based, I don't know why you keep them then. like you <laughs> can, know. can I
0: so can I tell you maybe 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 this will um I had this feeling. I don't know if this is true. tell tell me your thoughts, right? I feel like sometimes roast battle doesn't know if it wants to be UFC or pro wrestling. Like, is this a work or is it a shoot? Is that kind of the problem you have? Like,
1: it's a problem I have with it. Yeah, because like,
0: you, you wanted to pick one, right? Are you a work or are you a shoot, right?
1: Well, I don't think... The reason why I want it to be, a, uh, you know, real or whatever is, like, the jokes are real. Um, the battles are real. Nothing's... Uh, no, no, no. Nothing is scripted. I, I mean, but like... So I want the rankings to reflect that. Not, yeah. Well... Earl's number two, but uh, like I don't know what uh, the challenger said to Eli. I can guess, Uh, you know. I'm sure Hooper didn't have one foot off that fucking stage in New York, and the challenger was like, "Hey, I'm the best battler in L.A. We should battle." Uh, And it's like, uh, no, you know, it's like you could literally have a tournament of people who've beat him.
0: But but okay, but like so, um, so there, there is Albert is an undefeated battler right but he's probably ranked he's ranked he's not top 20 i don't know what he's ranked but like um do you think he should be ranked higher if, if you're undefeated
1: because no, i think uh his fight card is uh you know now here's where you get into a little
0: see this is what i mean by like I see this is what i mean like i want you to like how would you there, you, you, you certainly have problems with the way it's set
1: up well like, i would make the t- people in the top 10 uh you know battle people outside the top 10 like because that's the only way like but i understand like for me you know when i was two and at the worst ranking i've had in the last two years was being i guess third uh you know i, I was approached the battle all the time and it was like what i get out of it like uh, to me i have the best fight card of all time it, now that's an opinion yeah you know people could Uh, you know, yeah, I only have 12 battles, but if you look at the last 10 people I've had, uh, you know, Mike Lawrence on Facebook live.
2: Yeah,
0: there was no. I, judges. Saw, I saw, I saw that, I saw that too. But it was a battle. I watch everything. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that that I was like, God, I'd be so nervous if I were them right now. Oh, I was face to face with no audience, no audience, no judges, five cameramen, right? No
1: feedback, no feedback. Yeah, it's, I'm looking at the roast you're, battle champ. You're looking at him right in the eyes. Yeah, um, I only knew I was doing well because he was laughing. Yeah, like, and I was laughing at what he said about me. So there's that battle. Jesse Joyce, the number one roast writer for Comedy Central. Yeah um benji aflalo who's written for like like the last five comedy central roast and then you know the four people i battled in montreal you know none of them should be ranked they're so good um and then the la battles i've had you know joe dosh yeah. olivia um so
0: oh man you're joe dosh battled we talked we talked about it before the podcast and i had a uh, I had a friend who who's gay who who showed up to the roast battle to watch me. He didn't know what the roast battle was and he heard Earl's HIV joke to uh, Joe Dosh. Do you remember what, what that joke was? Uh, yeah, I was the like... The only uh, way... Go ahead.
1: Joe, the only way you're not getting HIV is if they take those three letters out of the alphabet.
0: <laughs> just looking at my friend and him going like, what is the show and what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> It's one of my favorite memories is just having to try to explain a gay joke. Yeah, to a gay well, guy at yeah. the roast
1: But it. like getting back, so if you look at Albert's fight card, yeah, it doesn't compare to that.
0: Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I guess it's like really hard, it's really hard to like figure out a number one contender, right, with like the, the I mean I guess, so you're number two and you're number three. But well, like, if
1: so, I were still in the rankings, I think right now it would be, if I'm not mistaken, I'm assuming Frank would be number one, uh, Barker would be number two, uh, I'm sure Hooper would be three, I mean he didn't uh, fall that Far, you know, yeah, uh, and then I would be four. Uh, but if you look at those three ahead of me, uh, you know, Frank probably doesn't care about the L.A. <laughs> belt that much after winning the competition right. London, uh, Barker's yeah. having a baby, and Hooper probably wouldn't get the immediate rematch just because it's like you know you, you just lost to him. Yeah. So I was like the clear. I mean, it wasn't even a question. Yeah. Um, but you know if you take me out of let's just take me out of it doug fager should get it yeah olivia should get it joe dash should get it um oh jay light i mean yeah. all people ranked ahead of him so it's so, not it's not as personal i think as people are making it out to but to be
0: like so do you feel personally like i know you still like the show but do you feel like even you know forget about keith for a second like are you, your feelings are hurt, right?
1: Well, I do feel like, yeah. I mean, I'm a founding father of the show. I didn't create it. I certainly didn't do that. I was, you know, Brian and and others. Uh, and, you know, I've said this before many times. The show is on Comedy Central because of Jeff Ross. I mean, that's un. It's not even disputable. Yeah. But I will say this, that the show doesn't get to Jeff Ross unless it's for me and Moses. Yeah. Those first few months. People were not going for the battles those first few months. Yeah. They were going to see what me and Moses You and Moses, yeah, yeah. Literally. No, I totally see that. Uh, so I just feel like... Uh, you know things are were always made harder for me on the show and i don't get that like i i don't get my bracket in montreal i mean it bordered on unfair well
0: maybe maybe it's because they they see they look at you so highly people have
1: said that you know but i you know other people in montreal were given non-roasters to battle and like i thought well wait a minute they didn't do a 10th of what I've done for this show. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, in part comedy central was dialed into this show because they saw my entrances and they, they, they saw like, wow, this guy can make this show TV friendly along with many other uh, people. But like, you know, I just, you know, and you know, hating when I was hating, that's the toughest job on the show. Yeah. You know, ask anyone who sat
0: there. Yeah. I would never want to do that. I'm not as quick,
1: but I mean like, you know, so I've, you know, I mean, I guess hosting would be the toughest job on the show. I mean, Moses has to get up there. You know, there's not one battle that's been done. He's got to be likable, funny, like instantly. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you be homophobic, racist, and funny, <laughs> Earl, right now. Yeah. It's not like, you know, when Jeff Ross or Dave Chappelle throws a line at me, I can look at them and go, give me five minutes. I'll come up with something. That's
0: that's right. Yeah. It has to be quick.
1: I um... Beyond quick. You, it, you got a second to go. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Bam. So uh, you know, I just feel like you I feel you feel
0: like you put a lot into the show and then they didn't respect you back.
1: Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I've gotten a lot from the show.
0: Yeah. So right. it's I feel like you're um, you're trying to be like I, I think you and you and me both love the show because of what it's given us. But I also feel like like you're really fucking like mad. Like, do you still keep in touch with all those guys? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, do you guys talk about everything that's been happening. Like,
1: well, it's funny, like. As you can see by my immense library in front <laughs> yeah. of you, I just finished reading uh the book uh John Cougar uh his drummer's book. Oh, okay. And like I always his name's Kenny Aronoff and he's a legendary drummer, but I always thought of him as the John Cougar drummer. And the reality is he hasn't been in the band in seventeen years. Oh wow. Like he left uh, you know, a while ago and he's he's like drums for like John Fogarty and, and Melissa Etheridge, but he talks about when he was thinking of leaving the band, it was very tough for him because the only reason he's known is because of John.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And it really like, I finished the book in like a day. I got a little lost on the drum tech talk. Yeah. But as soon, and that was about midway through the book. He's like, yeah, I was like thinking of leaving. Cause you know, me and John were going in different directions musically. And I was like, wow, it's kind of like me and Rose battle. And I, uh, You know, it was a hard show for me to leave because it's like, it's given me everything. Yeah. So it's, it's, but, you know, and and like he talked about it at the end of the day, I think they were on their last tour that he did, and he was just, man, I'm just not happy doing this anymore. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, part of it, you're also probably burnt out, right? I mean, having to hate every week. It's tough. I mean, it's fucking like, it's thankless, right? Like,
1: I mean, it is a thankless job from the stand. I know Moses appreciated it, uh, which is why I did it for so you know maybe longer than i wanted to uh and you know you get addicted to the the rush of the room it's yeah. a drug uh but uh i still tell you you gave me the biggest laugh that i had
0: yeah i told you this last time i'll repeat it you know who cares like i remember it was my my first battle i was so man my first before your first bat, my first battle i had i was getting night terrors like oh yeah be, and, and it's it's also because like i hadn't been out as transgender very long it, it had been less than a year and i'm thinking like god they're gonna what are they gonna say about me and you know what i know this is gonna sound weird i was afraid that they would either be too nice or too mean to me you know, you know what i mean i don't feel like i get a fair right. like a fair assessment and then uh moses is just doing this like inspirational intro for me, which I think it's like, oh, that's nice. But he was like, yo, we have our, we've had black comics. We've had blah, 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 but now we have our first transgender comic and everyone's cheering. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of like, it, you know what I mean? Too positive. And then you, do you remember what you said? Did I
1: say like, she's a good dude? No, you,
0: you said, let's bring this dude out here. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, I remember like I instantly, um, I instantly started laughing really hard because I'm like, okay, good. They don't, they're not going to treat me like I'm like a delicate, you know
1: what oh, I mean? No, like, that's what I love about the show. That's what I that... love
0: about the show so much. And I think that's why I talk about it. And I think I'm saying this because a lot of people, I have friends, you know, my friends are more into social justice like we talked about right. before. So some of them found out I was going to be on TV and they're like oh we're going to watch you and i'm like fuck they're going to hear my miscarriage joke you know so they so they I, I was hearing stories about how some of them were like they're watching it with their sister or their siblings and they're like oh my god i can't what is wrong with your friend? You know, I thought she was like a social justice warrior.
1: My niece then, just watched the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing like, you know, against Tom Ballard. I think I did an AIDS joke. And like my <laughs> niece is like, you know, uh, she's awesome. All three of them are great. They're like, uh, mommy, what's Uncle Earl? Let's see me he, meaning? fuck this guy in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like,
0: I, I know this sounds awful. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe we'll, uh, if I use this term last time, I feel like it's like a, you're going to hate this. Okay, I feel like it's a, a safe space for uh, ga- gallows humor. Oh,
1: it is it, a safe it, space. Is
0: that is that an accurate assessment? Like, oh, yeah. Hey, every everyone here, um, we can basically say anything because there's permission and there's consent. We all sign off.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, off uh, on this, right. You know, you walk up those belly room stairs on a Tuesday night, whether you're battling or you're an audience member or you're judging or you're The Wave or you're Cena, uh the Saudi Prince, uh, yeah. you know. I don't know
0: who he, Sina is. I don't know who, Saudi the Prince? The Saudi is Prince. Oh, yeah. yeah the who's, Saudi Prince. I don't
1: know who, I'm sorry. I He's know. my
2: replacement. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: uh, but, you know, you... Uh, you sign up for it, and uh, I think the show is so big now that, you know, I don't think anyone's surprised when they go up there yeah. or when they watch it on TV. Uh, so uh, I think some people, were, you know, who battled uh, on TV were a little like they weren't fully prepared for certain jokes, which is, uh, you know, yeah, uh, which is, uh, you know, too bad. But, you know, I, I prepare for the worst. I, I don't think I'll ever battle again, but, like, um, you know, if I ever were to battle, I would be prepared for age jokes and you know, relationship jokes and like yeah. You know, as long as you you know prepare, uh, there shouldn't be too many surprises. Yeah, God, they you know
0: I'm still upset they cut out in my first joke. Do you remember which one? Tell me again. The TV show. I I said uh, I said Pat. Pat is a lot like America because I fucking hate him. Do you think that was <laughs> I? I was like, it got a really good laugh. I have. I still have the tape on my. Phone, but i'm like i have a feeling that somebody in comedy central was like no nah, get rid of that um
1: well yeah
2: america. i mean that's how uh hate america joke
0: but see i feel like that was what if i feel like hey that
1: was a little pc yeah
0: i mean that but you know it's, do i get to say that was pc or uh, well i would say a,
1: that's a politically incorrect joke but you know you are on a network that's got sponsors and you know i mean that's stuff that i have to that we all have to think about like Um, but would you put that on the same level as
0: like politically correct to censor that joke or
1: it it depends on the network. Yeah. You know, comedy central's mainstream cable. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, they've got, you know, uh, you know, companies, you know, dove soap and and stuff like that, you know, whereas like maybe, you know, FX, like they, they had a show, you know, one of my favorite sons of anarchy, that you could have never have had on basic uh TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's, I, I think, I guess we haven't talked about it a lot, but it depends on the network you're on. You know, HBO, you could, you know, The Wire was a pretty... Uh, Wacky show in terms of some of the language and storylines and The Shield. Yeah. Which was I Love FX. that show.
0: I love The Shield. Yeah.
1: But they had that one uh, character, the gay cop, who was yes. kind of in the closet. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you couldn't have that character on, you know, NBC.
2: Yeah. No, I
0: know I hear what you're saying. We are talking a little bit about hurt feelings earlier. Do you remember Joe? What jokes have legitimately hurt your feelings? I think you mentioned the forehead one, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, that was uh, Olivia and I uh, battled and uh, I I wouldn't say that hurt my feelings, but uh, and this goes back to, I've said it on a few podcasts. I wish that's probably my favorite battle ever. Yeah. uh, But it's also one I wish I didn't do. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. uh, Just because I don't think couples should battle it. It just, in, in theory, it seems like a good idea. Uh, but, uh, it probably isn't. Cause I, I know like the next day I was in the mirror looking at my forehead going, <laughs> Oh my God, am I bald? Am I going bald? Am I, is, is, uh, do I look like the elephant man? And, and, uh, you know, and then I started thinking, well, maybe Olivia's doing the same thing, you know, m- <laughs> about maybe, your
0: jokes, right?
1: Maybe I, I don't think I, I think I had one joke that maybe referenced, uh, her body, but, you know, clearly I was, you know, very into her so like you know but roast bow you have to exaggerate yeah the other person's you know roasting flaws so uh but
0: but have has have any jokes ever like you're like damn that actually stung and i and i can't like almost like it like a, a verbal punch like literally you
1: no know, because i think i'm uh i'm a hard person to roast from the standpoint of you know everyone has flaws uh, roasting flaws but I know what mine are, you know, I don't have a lot, but I do have them. So I know age is the biggest thing. Well, yeah. you're so old that, but that sets me up for rebuttals. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the Kennedy connection. Yeah. Um, which really isn't like a flaw. It's like, yeah, uh, my <laughs> uncle was probably the greatest president of all time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who was your uncle? Uh, oh, he molested you. So it sets me up for something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then maybe, I mean, relationship, uh, you know, issues, but I was lucky enough. Um, you know, probably the one relationship that people could really hurt me on, uh, she hasn't been up at the comedy store in a while. So I don't think anyone who watches roast battle would know who she is. Yeah. So like, I'm lucky in that regard.
0: So, so nothing has ever surprised you on stage.
1: No, not really. Uh, you know, probably the one joke that uh, didn't hurt my feelings, but it angers me the most is uh, the joke uh, that was done about me cheating, which didn't just didn't happen. So, so that's
0: more of a uh, a moral thing about like don't tell, like you don't like people saying things about you that aren't true. That's that's your, that's kind of where your line is.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know the one unwritten rule of roast battle is no physical contact. But, uh, you know, I just think that when you do a joke that isn't true, it's, it's just not cool. Because, it, uh, you know, it goes back to why I would never do a joke about Doug's brother or Pat's, uh, you know, baby situation. It's like, I don't need to win the fucking battle that bad.
2: Okay, like, I hear you.
1: You know, it's like if I, uh, you know, if I was roasting uh, Stuart Thompson and Stuart and Anna are dating on the game yeah. of mine. Yeah. It's pretty out there yeah uh what
0: i didn't know Hold oh no, shit kidding. never mind
1: i gotta delete this uh <laughs> but if, like stewart had a joke about i don't know how small my dick is and we all have seen the picture we know that's not true <laughs> yeah. uh and my rebuttal was well you should ask anna she would beg to differ that's a lie yeah the whole room's gonna think me and anna had sex yeah. Stuart's going to think we had sex.
0: Oh, I see. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. After the battle, I'm assuming Stuart would be like, you didn't have sex with Earl, did you? Anna's going to, of course, say no. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it could go any number of ways. So it's just like, um, you know, it's just not cool. Like I've ne- I've done 12 battles, probably written uh, close to 1,000 roast jokes. And I, on average, probably wrote 100 jokes for each battle. I know with Olivia it was four hundred and six. Jesus Christ! Just because it kept getting work ethic, man. It kept well. I mean, our battle kept getting delayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both and she had just as many. Yeah. So let's say I wrote eight hundred jokes. Not one was even come close to a lie. Yeah. So it's just you know, it's unfortunate that that joke was told, um, but you know, it's uh, all kinds of karma in this world.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I want to move on to uh, relationships. This is kind of... I don't know how to ask you these questions. Just ask. I'm going to try because...
1: Let me check my recorder and make sure we're good. (laughs) Yes, we are good. Ask away, Robin. I'm
0: going to... I don't know how... uh, If I'm like a 10-year-old girl asking some of these questions. Okay, they're very basic. I don't know that much about your personal life. How many relationships have you had? Like uh, official
1: i mean i would say uh official girlfriends at like longer than two months type of girlfriends i've had uh four that you know uh i had one in the 90s that was six years and uh one in the uh two in the 2000s that were six years each Oh, okay uh and then well no i, I would say five girlfriends and then i dated uh you know uh, a comic for about a year a little over a year okay and then, uh you know olivia oh,
0: okay you've had a lot of more sexual partners
1: um yeah i mean i've uh i guess you could say i've uh, you know done all right in that department yeah you've
0: you <laughs>
1: you know you know why i'm asking i just want to preface
0: this i've 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 only had like i had one girlfriend in high school and and kate right and then. I've only had sex with Kate, but that, so like it's one person. So like whenever that's somebody, great. but but I mean like uh, I I don't know. Maybe this is because of your background into like eighties music and, and and you know the like I feel like you probably fucked a lot in your day. Is That inaccurate.
1: An, an well, my days right now. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like, when but I young, don't know what a lot is. Like you know, like to me, I've done better than most people but you know when you consider uh, Vince Neal from Motley Crue is literally probably fucked 5,000 women oh my Jesus Christ if not more
0: I don't understand this uh,
1: David Lee Roth Paul yeah. Stanley uh, you know any
0: that rocker. means that to me I, your, your numbers are pretty high if you're going to compare yourself to uh,
1: no no but I'm saying I'm like, saying that
0: you're not close to them but I wouldn't even put myself near that category so but,
1: the, but this trip, goes back to being humble like, okay
0: triple digits uh, yeah probably around there oh man I don't. I guess don't understand i don't th- i actually wasn't going to even ask you about that but
1: that doesn't make me any better than someone who slept with two people no, no in no, terms of not uh, as I, a I human yeah but like uh you know it, it's like i was a late bloomer i uh, was a virgin till i was 21 oh okay uh, 26 yeah so yeah like, so i was 26 you know it, it's uh you know you, you hit good spurts <laughs> oh <you know?
0: laughs> well, actually i so like how many times have you would you say that you've been in love see i would
1: say uh, probably at some point with the last uh you know five girlfriends uh you know um five times yeah yeah i wow. mean uh just uh, you know i think the key at least with me and and is uh, the timing of uh you know the relationships it's like with my girlfriend from the 90s who i still you know i keep in touch with every girlfriend yeah i'm I'm very good in that uh, regard i mean maybe right now there's a problem (laughs) one but uh you know hopefully that situation is rectified (laughs) but uh you know like with my girlfriend from the 90s um you know we dated for six years and then i lost both my parents two months apart Oh wow! And uh, she, I think, was wanting to get married and have kids, and I just wasn't ready. Yeah. But if we were dating now, we'd be married. Like, oh
2: wow! Okay.
1: You know, because I'm more like established in my career, and 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 then uh, and then with the girlfriend, uh, the first girlfriend in the early 2000s, uh, like from 2000 to 2006. Uh, you know, she was incredibly supportive. Went to literally in six and a half years every open mic every show oh my god wow literally did not miss one would pass up on high paying gigs to see me at an open that's that's that's
0: unbelievable
1: but uh you know toward the end of our relationship uh you know i knew that like i was the king people would call me the dane cook of open mics (laughs) <laughs> like people would stop with it you know how selfish comics are comics would all go in the room to see me yeah uh because i was so likable and all that shit yeah uh but i also knew that okay well now i gotta start trying to get into the comedy store the laugh factory the improv i basically have to start all over again yeah and that's what got in between oh that. and then i pretty soon after that relationship ended um dated uh uh, the first of the three comics that I uh, dated. Um, and, uh, that was great. And then, um, uh, that ended because of, uh, some, uh, let me see. Uh, it's, uh, kind of goes back to the last situation, but, uh, you know, uh, some rumors at the comedy store that weren't true. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to give this girl a ride home, uh, pretty much every night at the store she was a comedy boyer but she had you know been with a lot of comics but she lived on Larrabee, so i I just gave her right home never touched her once someone had uh put it in uh, my girlfriend at the time's ear oh uh, okay and then you know kind of went downhill from there so wow okay and then uh you know uh dated a real cool uh, person after that yeah that uh Um, ended and then uh you know my last relationship yeah uh, Yeah. pretty cool
0: but so like let's like let's see some self like let's see um i don't know not self-reflection but i'm I'm curious like um um besides like besides battling your girlfriends right besides that like you have any regrets that you've had in your relationships things about yourself that you could that you wish that you could fix or oh yeah and and improve uh, or what are those things
1: uh you know, like with the one, the second one from the, uh, uh, 2000 era, uh, you know, I wish, uh, she, uh, you know, of course she's not here to defend herself, but like, uh, I wish I would have been a little more hands on at her work in terms of, Hey guys, this is my girlfriend. You can oh, okay. look but you can't touch. I uh, do absolutely. Um, uh, regret that. Uh, unfortunately I, I had the attitude of, uh, Hey, you can look at her tits all you want, Bill, but, uh, <laughs> she's going home with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this particular, uh, business, uh, it was a mistake. Um, you know, I don't think guys were very respectful of, uh, you know, our relationship, but you know, it happened. And then, uh, you know, with, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not perfect. I mean, does that, you know, so you have a bit of distrust then, right? Oh, absolutely, which caused problems with with the next next girlfriend. Because,
0: like, if you have uh, trust issues, which I understand, like, that runs the risk of, what, maybe being possessive or me being jealous. Like, are are you kind of jealous or... I used to not As a result of what happened?
1: Well, you know, the relationship after uh, that situation uh, was going great, uh, and then I just... uh, you know, with the second girlfriend, uh, the first comic, uh it was all behind my back. These guys, you know, I, I'd come into her place of work, and hey, Earl, what's up, buddy? You're the funniest. Blah blah blah. And then I'm assuming as soon as I walked out the door, it was like, hey. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, and then so then with the the girlfriend after her, uh it was uh very much in front of my face. <laughs> like everyone knew we were dating. You'd have to be an it, i mean we weren't open but we it was you'd have to be stevie wonder could see we were <laughs> yeah, dating yeah 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 um and it was so in my face that i uh you know i made a boo boo uh you know i didn't cheat but i was lining stuff up yeah no okay i thought I, I she's going to cheat on me i hear what you're saying um and then with the uh you know the last uh, situation uh you know that'd be a fascinating podcast to have, just because uh, you know I'm I'm uh, you know a little confused on uh, some things, and I'm sure she is as well. But uh, you know uh, we're, we'll speak at some
0: point. Yeah. I'm wondering. Sorry, like I know it's is unprofessional. Is there a way to pause this if I have to pee, or is this just go on and on?
1: Uh, well, we can. Let's see. Uh, I don't. How many qu- more questions do you have? I we, have
0: about three more questions, well, yeah, but they're, not, they're um, not super important. How okay, long, how long we're we gonna,
1: gonna pause. We're at one thirty-seven. Okay, so I'm, almost, I'm almost. Let's. So we we're talking about relationships and pause. All right, that was the first ever. Well, this is the first ever inappropriate Robin, but in the history of this podcast. Uh, under various names, that was the first bathroom break ever yeah, allowed. I appreciate that. I have like I have bladder issues. Well, I'm so. 48, so i, oh. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm really glad we're almost done. I I, I think that that was all the questions I had about relationships.
1: I I I mean I don't know how else to. Well, I'm an open book in that regard. I mean, yeah. I don't like mentioning names necessarily, just because. Uh, and I have nothing bad to say about any of the, like, say, the last three girlfriends. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, of course, uh, certain uh, ones are in better areas than others, but uh, you know, I'm an open book. I if mean, you, you know, I, you
0: know, I actually wasn't planning to ask this, but like, I like to talk to other comics about this, like. If you had to choose, right, and this would never happen, just hypothetical, like, you could choose between, like, true love uh, or, like, success in stand-up comedy. You can only choose one. You can't have both. Like, would you you quit stand-up if you can just, like, be with someone you love or is, like, stand-up your...
1: That's a great question. Like, I love having a girlfriend. Like, uh, you know, I've had enough sex in my life where it's not about the thrill of the kill yeah. anymore. Uh, I don't think I would ever give up stand-up for anybody. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you uh, go into a relationship and they know that, uh, you know, I think you can navigate around the minefield.
0: Oh, absolutely. I just mean like in a hypothetical That's world. That's tough. You
1: know? Like... It's, uh, you know, uh, if you, you know, if I don't know, Comedy Central call me tomorrow and said, Earl, we're going to put your face on the billboard on Sunset and La Cienega. Uh, it's uh inappropriate Earl talk show, uh, but you can't have a girlfriend. Like, what would I do? Uh, wow. I mean, because I love having a girlfriend. It's the best. Yeah.
0: You know, this is, I mean, so this is why I'm asking you. Again, it goes back to me. I um, When I first started going out with my girlfriend, I felt a lot of resentment from all the other comics. Like the open mic scene, because i I don't know what I don't know about you, but like I started going to mics uh, less frequently because I just wanted to hang out with my girlfriend at home, you know. And uh, it was almost like this: Oh, what you're you're happy now? Oh, what you're? And I, I I was like, dude, if I had to choose between her and hanging out and getting judged by you fuckers all day, I choose her all day. But I feel guilty about that because I mean, it feels like as a comic it's almost like you're forced to say like, Oh, you would do comedy over anything. Do You and, know what I mean? I mean? Like how, how, how do you, how do you address that? Like, how, what would you
1: tell me? Well, I would say with the, the, the first girlfriend from the two thousands, uh, know, like I said, you, you won't get a more a supportive girlfriend, but I also knew that, you know, you know, comedies and levels and like, I've surpassed the open mic and shitty booked room level level. <laughs> now I got to go to the comedy store where you know, I'm, I wasn't unknown, but like... Yeah, you're known now, right? You've earned some... But I'm still at the bottom of the food chain. Like, it's not like in 2007, people are like, oh, Errol killed at, uh, you know, the Liquid Zoo. Uh, it's like, uh, okay, well, we know this guy. Uh, we can sign up for potluck, dude. Uh, so I had to, you know, to get in at the clubs is a whole different level, Um so i think i knew that she would not be down with that yeah because it's like she had been there six and a half years um and i don't think she was down for another six and a half years of me hanging out at the comedy store yeah which i get yeah but i still it's like this is what i gotta do
0: by the way you know the, the, what's weird about this is actually my girlfriend is also a comedian and she's the one that makes me go out more so this does not have anything with, to do with her it's just more like am I less of a comic because like if I had to choose, it would be her. I mean, it's tough. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I think a lot of comics see me as like, now I've been downgraded to hobbyist because I wouldn't give my whole life to it. Like, but that's
1: for you. That's, it's not right or wrong, but
0: it's also like, ironically, it's actually what's made me more successful. Like when I started going, Hey, comedy is like now my fourth priority in life. It's me my health you know my oh well
1: that's number one and. for it should be for yeah. everybody
0: yeah like i i think i don't know what you think about this like i feel like putting stand-up comedy as your number one priority is a mistake
1: i mean it depends where you're at in life like if you're healthy and and you're either single or your other half is either another comic who gets it yeah or uh you know isn't another comic and and understands it is what it is uh it's great. Uh, it, you know, really, de- it's a thousand different scenarios in that regard. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, I, I came or come from a very, uh, like, an upper middle class uh, family. I, I didn't necessarily have to worry about a job when I first started stand-up. Um, you know, I often said if I had to work a nine-to-five job, I probably wouldn't do comedy. I'd be too tired. Yeah. So, is someone who works a nine-to-five job and eventually quits comedy wrong? No.
2: Okay,
0: that's a very fair. That's a very fair uh, assessment. Thanks for letting me use this. Uh, I'm asking you questions and just trying to figure myself out in the process. But that's you know what a I, podcast. I really appreciate is. that.
1: I think that's what a good podcast is. is you know, you, you,
0: you know people talk. You know what I'm doing is I'm I'm trying to use your platform to get myself over. I'm exactly right. Right, now. but yeah. that's like
1: <laughs> you know I want people to get to know who you are, and you were one of the more popular podcasts. You know. Yeah. And, and I think people like. You know, listen. I've been very open. Like some people are like, well, you know, Earl. The, you know, a lot of the guests you have on, you know, we don't really know who they are. Well, that's the whole point. Now yeah. you do, and it's hard to get people. How I do it? Everyone knows. People have to come to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't go mobile. I lose out on a, some pretty good interviews. Just, you know, Tawny Catane wants to come back on the show. Mm-hmm. She's awesome, but she lives in Seal Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm losing that interview, which she has like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, Twitter. That would do huge numbers. Yeah, but I'm like Tawny, you got to come to me. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's
0: tough. It's tough. It's tough getting here, man. It took like you had to get food to two and a half hours. From yeah, it's we were, like that's been rough. And I'm, I'm only here because like I have a have a show tonight. Yeah. I, was, I got lucky. Um, I
1: wouldn't expect you to come here if you didn't have a show tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, but look how fun this is. This is yeah, almost this is two great. hours. Yeah, it doesn't seem like two hours. No. The majority of it has been about life, not roast battle. Yeah. Um, And I, I, you know,
0: but I did want to close, I mean, about pro wrestling, right? That's kind of what, were you, by the way, were you surprised that we just talked about pro wrestling for an hour and a half on (laughs) here? Not at all. (laughs) That was one, that was one of the most, that was the most fun pro wrestling conversation I've had in years, right? Because I, it's so rare that somebody gets pro wrestling, right? But I want to ask you, do you, you don't, do you watch the product anymore?
1: I don't. I've tried. I went over to Pete C's house this year for WrestleMania where we had uh, the great Geron Horton, Tony Hinch, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Martin, Chris Burns. Uh, I was bored to tears. Really? Wow. Not because of them. Okay. But, uh, you know, just the current product sucks, in my opinion. And there's some great athletes. The athletes are
0: great. So you think maybe it's too sanitized.
1: You know, it's just like... When you have uh, Shane McMahon, who I love, yeah, uh, I, here's a guy who's the uh, one of the CEOs of the company, yeah, doing these crazy spots, yeah, I appreciate that, yeah, but it just you bury AJ Styles by having the son of the founder of the company, or
0: um, oh, okay. the
1: son of the president of the company, yeah, like matching AJ Styles wrestling like yeah. AJ Styles is probably right now my opinion he's
0: the greatest wrestler in the world right now in my goes, opinion yeah in my opinion
1: I mean in terms of technical ability the ability to tell a story in the ring there's no one who now this is, gets like how we were talking about roast battle I argue factually this is just my opinion it was ridiculous that Shane McMahon like at some point, out wrestling AJ Styles. <laughs> can I can
0: I can I tell you something? I when I first heard about that match, I was fucking livid. But I but did you enjoy the actual match? Like I thought the match was actually, I thought they fucking blew the roof off, and they like it was like low. Everyone was mad that AJ was being relegated to to Shane. But, but you didn't think it was like oh that was awesome anyway. Like
1: it was a fun match, but I like this goes back to like how I look at the rankings of Rose Battle. I'm very. Uh, um, black and white there's no shades of gray yeah and to me because of the internet uh, you know we all know aj styles new japan tna he's the greatest living technical wrestler on earth you, you can go on youtube see hundreds he's, of the, his he,
0: matches he's amazing he's fucking amazing
1: so, you know back in the day you might have been able to pull this match off in the 80s when there's no internet and you kind of don't really know how good AJ Styles
0: oh, is. Oh, gotcha. Okay.
1: But now it's like with YouTube and, and and all these, you know, hundreds of pro wrestling sites that literally download matches from all over the world and, and 10 minutes after they're done. Yeah. There's no mystery. Yeah. So, you know, like in this is an old joke I do, but like back in the day, I really thought Kamala was from Uganda. <laughs> Nowadays, you could literally Google Kamala Uganda and find out his name is Jim and he's from Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and so with AJ Styles, you Google AJ Styles, hundreds of matches pop up showing how insanely good he is. I just think it. Yes, we all know wrestling is scripted. We know the outcomes are predetermined, but you still want to
0: realism, right? Some kind of realism. Like how how did yeah. how did this guy who hasn't wrestled, he's not a, even a wrestler, matching up with the greatest yeah, wrestler in the it's world? Like right?
1: it would be like it's not the best example, but like me playing in the NBA and having me dominate over Steph Curry. Yeah. Like it's not believable. (laughs) Did you know that
0: uh, Brock Lesnar actually turned down a match with Shane McMahon? Can you believe that they actually wanted Shane to wrestle Brock Lesnar?
1: But I could see that. Like Brock Lesnar's a legit athlete. Like it shows AJ Styles, but like, you know, Brock Lesnar was a UFC heavyweight champion. No, champ. no,
0: but I can, can you believe that they even presented that yes, idea I to can. Brock? Like that's fucking ridiculous, you right? Know, so
1: I love wrestling, but I
0: I like, some of the stuff you're saying I agree with. This is you, the same
1: right? fucking company that had uh, Mark Henry pull a hand out of Mae Young's pussy.
0: <laughs> do so. you know do you know the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen Mark Henry do? I don't know if I ever Other told you. Other than
1: that sketch? Yes, there's one there's what? one I thought was
0: worse. He was in therapy, and they asked him when he lost his virginity. And I think he said he was something like he was 12, and it was, they were like, uh, who, what to who? And he goes, my sister and he goes your sister <laughs> like, it was like they were trying to bury him like early on <laughs> i know i mean this 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 company gets fucking ridiculous sometimes
1: so i just I, I i i really try like i love dolph ziggler he's he's amazing uh
0: i hate dolph ziggler
1: but i think if, they've buried him so much like this guy on talent looks and charisma should be this generation's Ric Flair. are you are you guys friends you and dolph ziggler we are there was rumors of okay. a uh, Earl Scakel, Dolph Ziggler, roast battle. Okay. Um, you would fucking kill Dolph. But I'll tell you this right now, and this goes, and I think I said this earlier. Like, what I love about roast battles, anyone can win, anyone can lose. Yeah. I lost to Whitney Rice. She never battled before. Um, you know, in theory, you'd think I would kill Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. But he's fucking funny.
0: I'm just going to go by his pay per view records
1: and going to say. But, you know. <laughs> I'm sure he would have help, <laughs> as would I. Trust me on that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm like Bon Jovi. I outsource the jokes, <laughs> I sing them, I yeah. have someone else ride them. Yeah. Uh, but he could beat me, you yeah. know, but, you know, it, but I ended up battling John Morrison instead. Yeah. Which was, uh, you know,
0: the the guru of sexy or whatever yeah, he was
1: johnny mundo <laughs> but that oh. goes to show you like how tough roast battle is because when we were about to battle i'd see him at the gym and i'd give him info on me like i wanted a good battle i you know i told him oh this girlfriend cheated on me and this you know you know and whatnot and uh you know, that's probably one of my most favorite rebuttals I've ever done, but no one got it because no one's really a wrestling fan in that room except for you, me, and Meyer, which was he had a joke about someone cheating on me.
0: Oh no, you did a Melina joke, didn't you? And I'm like,
1: well, you're right, John. My ex did cheat on me, but at least she didn't fuck a guy named the animal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the story, by the way, no one I don't know if anyone here knows that uh the John John Morrison's girlfriend Melina fucked batista and 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 named the animal and john morrison like didn't beat up batista so vince thought he was like a pussy right and then stopped his push yeah because he was a cuck i guess right like that's anyway
1: but like what great I, great
0: joke but the, i loved it
1: well i just wish it went over a little better but uh, you know that was like an, an unwinnable battle for me because like no one knew who john was in the room yeah uh but he was great but it just goes to show you the, the pressure of roast battle and we've talked about it a little bit i told john before the match you know, hey, dude, it's, it's a wild atmosphere in there. You know, it's, it's fucking crazy. And this was back when they would really pack it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, he just looks at me one day at Equinox, and was Earl. And not in a cocky way, but he was like, dude, <laughs> I've wrestled in front of 70,000 people at yeah, WrestleMania. That's right. I'll handle it. And literally the second he walked on that stage, I could tell he was scared. <laughs> that's <good. laughs> Yeah, I've wrestled
0: in front of 70,000 against that chick from the Jersey Shore. That's what Yeah. That's what he's R. done. Yeah. So if you if you uh, if you could be like a heel for the WWE, what would your character be? If they said, "Hey, Earl, you can come up with your, with your own heel persona," have you ever thought about this?
1: I mean, I don't think, uh, which is why I was on the the co-host with Piper on his podcast. I don't think the WWE would ever hire me, yeah, uh, because I'm I keep it real, yeah. Uh, but I would basically be a, a Rick Rude. Uh, kind of a funny, cocky. Uh, Like, Rick Rude was really fucking funny.
0: Oh, he was hilarious. Just he, like... Jake Roberts' wife on his yeah. tights and shit.
1: Oh, and, God. You know, just his... Like, he... You know, he would say basically the same shit in every city, but he'd tailor make, the, like, the last two lines. About know, like, the city,
0: like, the, to get like the worst the, match.
1: All you fat, lazy... <laughs> out of shape, New Jersey swap sows. <laughs> I don't even know what a swap sow is. It's funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Or all you Birmingham, you know, bingo <laughs> bastards or whatever. Uh, I would be like a cocky heel. But a funny one, like, you know, I guess my f- favorite bad guys in wrestling or, you know, any or even 80s action movies or ones that they're dicks, but you kind of like them.
0: Yeah, I you know what I, I I've always thought about like I don't I think so much time about like if I could be like a manager in wrestling, my heel persona would be like totally way far left social justice warrior, right. and I just blame everything on straight white males. Do you think that would go over well? With
1: Anything could go over. <laughs> yeah, well. you know, like, just like
0: people would boo and just like
1: well, especially wrestling fans. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, pro wrestling fans are. I would say at the minimum homophobic. (laughs) I don't know if I'd say they're transgender phobic, but like I'm guessing they are. They
0: they would be after I was done with them. (laughs) Well,
1: if you watch, probably the funniest thing I've ever really laughed out loud at is if you go watch the Billy and Chuck wedding.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. There's
1: a point where like uh, Billy Gunn, you know, they're about to announce you are now husband and <laughs> wife or husband and husband. Husband and husband, yeah. And Billy going to like, hey, what is this, Bischoff? This has gone too far. I mean, we're not gay. And the whole crowd erupts. It was one of the biggest pops. In the but month. it's like, it, it, as if they if they were gay, it would be the worst thing on earth to the <laughs> wrestling fans. Like, oh, my God, they're fags. And, and then he tries to cover himself by going... There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. but if I were gay, I probably wouldn't marry Chuck. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, And, the,
0: shut up. and there, there wasn't a great pop on that one. Cut the <laughs> mic. Uh,
1: get Rico back on the mic. Uh, so, but I love, like I used to go to XPW shows, uh, Extreme Pro Wrestling, which is kind of a, if you can believe this, it was like ECW with no budget. <laughs> and they'd have shows at like Birmingham High and they had, uh, they had some wild characters like... Uh, the ring announcer, basically their Howard Finkel would uh, come out in a Nazi outfit. Oh my God. And he goose step to the ring. (laughs) And I'm like, and the crowd is going nuts. Oh no. They had this gay wrestler named angel and (laughs) like he'd hit you and like, in, his finishing move would be, instead of, like, hitting you and pinning you, he'd, like, hit you in the stomach, and somehow the guy would get on all fours with his ass in the air. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And instead of, like, going one, two, three, like, the ref tapping, Angel would pump the guy three
0: times. Oh, my God.
1: It was, like, the crest, like.
0: <laughs> that's that's horror.
1: And these kids in the audience would be yelling, you faggot. And, like, yeah. there's, like, families and, like, yeah. you know, little, like, eight-year-old Kid yelling, the, you know, the F word. And yeah. They had a tag team. I can't say this word, but it was the West Side. Yeah. Uh, let's just say yeah. the word rhymes with biggers. <laughs> And they had T-shirts made up. <laughs> oh like, God. kids wearing West Side. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a little too much. So,
0: so you think maybe you would like wrestling to be in between that and the sanitized thing that we have now?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you know. I, Somewhere in the middle. I think? think the last great storyline in terms of a match that really roped you in was Sting against Hulk Hogan.
0: Nah, 97, not uh, 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, because that's like, it was the last time I think they ever really took time with an angle where yeah. It's, you know uh, the 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 initial uh, start of that feud, it didn't culminate till like nine months later. Like I think it might have actually been like longer. I think yeah. it was like nine, I would
0: a year and a half. I mean it. I, it was. I mean the, was the match was the match was like not as great as the. You setup. know I,
1: that was I think Hogan probably H- Hogan was yeah. Like, I'm not losing to Sting or if I do lose to him I'm gonna it's gonna be where I win two weeks later yeah. Whereas if you look at like say Seth Rollins and Sting, the feud started and literally ended in two months. Yeah, and it just didn't build. No one gave a shit about Sting. Yeah, and and there's many. It's I can almost name every Dolph Ziggler feud. Yeah, where they don't really build up the feud. I mean, I remember one pay per view. It was like he was in there against like who uh, was the Damian Sandow for like, yeah. like. Wait a minute. They've never like. <laughs> They've never even
0: talked never to even each even other. Never even seen a promo. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So I just. And the internet, I think, is ruined, like, for people like us, you know, there's no surprises. The mystique. Yeah, right? there's, no, yeah. like, you know, obviously, like, I know, you know, like, I don't know who's a foreign wrestler today. Like, I know the great, well, the great Kali actually was from India, but, like, I know, like, you know, like, if Kamala were around today with both legs... Uh, <laughs> you know okay he's from mississippi but i still want to i still want to kind of think he's from you yeah 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 no i hear you you know so that to me is like the bummer about today's product yeah
0: no i hear you i think we're almost we're almost done here right we are this is your
1: pod. this is inappropriate robin hey let me ask you a question sure inappropriate robin sure where can people find this podcast
0: on (laughs) inappropriate earl right
1: I don't know what you're talking about. This podcast that we just did.
0: Inappropriate Robin. SoundCloud. SoundCloud.
1: What? iTunes. On And iTunes.
0: You can find this on SoundCloud or iTunes. If you just uh, subscribe to Inappropriate Earl, leave a review, and, uh, you know.
1: And ask me where can people find me on social media.
0: And and where where can people find you on social media there, Earl?
1: That's crazy. I I don't know how. (laughs) Clearly, you don't listen to any of the ends of these fucking episodes. No, I do. I do. I'm sorry. No,
0: hey, look, I'm trying to be professional here. I didn't.
1: Lose that as soon as you hit the door. Uh, (laughs) You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Earl Skakel, E-A-R-L. S-K-A-K-E-L. Hey, Robin, host of Inappropriate Robin, where can people find you on social media? Well, that's uh, weird that you... It's so seamless, this part. (laughs) I'll give you something that's seamless. (laughs)
0: No, okay. You can find me on Twitter at RobinTran04, and you can uh, also find me on Facebook where you'll probably unfollow me on (laughs) RobinTran04. I, I do have an hour special coming out this year. I don't know when it's going to be out but it's the best thing I've ever done and it's for a play uh, called Comedy Invasion my special is called Don't Look at Me. I don't know when it's going to be out but uh, keep an eye out on that.
1: Keep an eye out on that and I know we joked around the last two hours uh, but Robin Tran is uh, she's an awesome awesome girl and uh, if you have a chance to see her live please do so Um, and uh, you know every now and then we're I think, uh, Casey Moran, uh, people really like that episode where, you know, people interview me and, uh, you know, we get into what I like and cause I don't like when I'm interviewing someone, I don't like to really talk about what I like cause it's about the guest. Uh, I didn't have that problem at
0: all but you I, know, I guess i'm kidding girl I, I want to talk about what i like tonight well I, for sure
1: yeah so uh you know every now and then we'll do an episode like this where you know i think doug fager wants to uh come down and uh, doug will probably get a little more into the personal stuff because yeah. he wants to see me squirm yeah but uh and uh roast battle this tuesday may 23rd um it's uh la versus new york in the belly room uh, we have Mike Feeney, who I don't know, but I hear great things about him. He's battling Anna Valenzuela. Mm-hmm. Luis J. Gomez, uh, the host of Roast Masters in New York, going up against the uh, awesome Kim Congdon. Uh, Doug Fager against Zach Amico. Who's, wow. Uh, that's uh, an amazing uh, battle. And the um, title match, if you want to call it that, um, one versus 18. So, uh <laughs> Apparently in New York, uh, two is not as high of a number as 18.
0: You know what's funny? One and 18 is like Dolph Ziggler's pay-per-view record. You can tell him I said that.
1: But I love Eli. (laughs) Eli's a good dude. Uh, You know, and a lot of people, let me just say this in regards to Tuesday. People think I'm doing some pro wrestling angle, like I'm trying to set up a match with either one. Uh, I'm, for the most part, retired from Roast Battle. Breaking news. Uh, You know, there's just, uh, there's many battles I want to do, but uh, I just, uh, I probably am at the point where Roast Battle has passed me by as a roaster. But I love the show. I love Brian Moses. I love Jeff Ross. Comedy Central put me on TV four nights and five days. They put Robin on TV just as much. That's right. So, uh, you know, as I won't speak for Robin, but I think I probably could hear struggling comics to get on that network. Yeah, it's
0: great. It's been great. I've, people have found me and I've gotten to a lot of good shows just because like, when you say you're on Comedy Central, it just legitimizes you instantly.
1: What's well, the only comedy network? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean Netflix has comedy specials. Yeah, but you know Comedy Central is literally like it's it's, it's there or nowhere. Yeah, um, so it's uh, you know I, I I love the show. It's done a lot for me. Uh, June fourth, Showtime. I'm dying up here. It's going to be uh, the hit new show for Showtime. I'm in the last four episodes. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. But I owe it all to Comedy Central yeah. and uh, Roast Battle and Moses and Jeff. And I can finally talk about it now. All you haters, like Cat Williams said, you got a seventh hater. Find an eighth one. Adult Swim. Tyler, yeah. the creator. The Jellies. I play Tyler, the creator's father. Barry Jelly. Wow. So, uh, I'm sure all the LA comics are happy for me. (laughs) But this goes to being a nice person. Give, you get. I gave for three years, I got some nice things out of it. That should be how you all should live your life. But I'm sure some of you will be at Harvell's sooner than later, bitching about roast battle or whatever. (laughs) Don't hate. If you got something mean to say to me, say it to my face. <laughs> All right? You people who sat there and said, well, Earl just says the same thing at the haters table. Well, whenever I had people at the haters table, they clammed up real fast. They did it two weeks in a row and they couldn't think of anything to say. Try it for three years, Jack. Think your podcast is better than mine? I can look on SoundCloud and see the numbers. Most of you have more hosts than you have listeners. And you poke a bear. You better make sure they're not as big as you are. Because I'll poke back twice as hard. And I research. You want to play with fire. You just might get burned. And I'm the devil.